Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From Hillary to Harambe, there are no limits. You can be nice. Really great talking to you. Cool dude. Great dude. Appreciate awesome. It, you can be mean. You shit. <laughs> or you can blow it all up. A lot, lot, lot. <laughs> Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. A very special post-Trumpening call-in show. The show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. I wish I had some fancy bit, some fancy song, something cool to start the show with, but the truth of the matter is, I have been bathing in bliss for about the last 24 hours. And I suspect the same is true for you. Oh, oh yes. I've been bathing in liberal tears. It is saltier out there than I expected. Saltier than I expected. I've been on Twitter all day back and forth with some of the worst people ever. Uh, and I'm glad that they're mad. And I was, <laughs> I was saying to you earlier, uh, I have a weird amount of happiness about this as though I just got married or as though I just had a child. And I feel like that's weird. And it's not even about Trump. It's not even about the man himself. It is about the fact that all the worst people in the world are having to come to terms with the fact that they were wrong. And to their credit, the best <laughs> among them are going, you know what? I was wrong. And this is a time to think about why I was wrong and be introspective. Oh, and correct who's course. doing that? There are who's some. There are some. But the really? worst are doubling down. Oh, oh, I can't believe half the country's racist. I can't believe That's half crazy. the country's sexist. I can't believe the KKK is part of some conspiracy to rise to power. No. So I just wanted to get my, my quick feelings about the election uh, out. I'll speak more about it. Uh, I'll have a video up tomorrow talking about it. But oh, by the way, another thing I wanted to say, we'll talk about this more on Sunday. Sunday is going to be a good show. The main podcast. Uh, Owen Schroyer will be back. The original white male, Owen Schroyer, will be back to guest on the show. Excited about that. And the the only other thing I want to gloat a little bit about is there may or may not have been a podcast that more or less pegged these results right on. And there may or may not have been a particular blonde member of that podcast who was even more optimistic who may have nailed it. Yeah, so. I call Pennsylvania which it did not look like Pennsylvania was going to happen. I don't know. What source did you use? I was watching the New York Times live map the whole night. It was like updating really, really fast. But Pennsylvania looked like it was going blue until like, Till you know, late. It until late. late. Yeah, yeah. And then, but, and then Wisconsin and Michigan, I was very surprised. I was very surprised by that. So this is the call-in show. I don't mean to take up too much time because obviously we want to get to the callers here and, and hear what you guys have to say. So we'll do that um, starting right away here. If you're new to the show, follow the link in the description. That'll put you into a little server, a Discord program. You can wait in the waiting room, talk amongst yourselves. Type your name in the roll call chat when you're in there. That's how we know who was here first, and then we can get to people who have been waiting the longest. Um, we're going to try to move through everyone as quickly as possible tonight, uh, so please be respectful of everyone else who's waiting and, and move to your point or your question as, as quickly as uh, reasonably possible. And, uh, and we'll move right along. So that's enough talking for me. We had somebody uh, miss out last week who wanted to hop right in. And I told her I would bring her in. It was uh, Miss Malevolent to start out the show tonight. So I'm going to bring her in because she couldn't, she wasn't able to connect last week. But Miss Malevolent, you're up. If you can get your mic working, chime in whenever you're ready. 
And oh, can you hear me? Ah, hey. yes, we can now. Oh, okay. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I've been uh, living off the tears of leftist SJWs for 24 hours. Yeah. I feel refreshed, quenched, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, and, you know, I see a lot of people getting red-pilled, you know. People are I'm looking on Twitter and they're like, well, all these people voted for Trump. Maybe they're not all racist. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, there because you see. Yeah, because. They see the light. You, yeah, because after they've been told for so long that uh, Hillary was inevitable, and when it all blew up in their face, they're like, well, if they said it was inevitable and she's losing bigly, maybe they're not. <laughs> Maybe they're not correct after all. What are the chances of yeah. the, the word bigly getting added to Merriam-Webster or whoever <laughs> controls the dictionary? Because I know they add words yearly. Bigly. Bigly has a high potential to make it in. Let's yeah, make it I happen. So. But, uh, yeah, I, I grabbed my teacup. Lawrence or O'Donnell was on there bitch oh. and moaning. Some people will never, they'll never learn. I, they're still saying the same old crap. They're still the racist, bigot, xenophobe, Islamic law. And yeah. It's just like you will never learn. And um, they'll learn, uh, especially the journalists when they lose their livelihood. Oh, yeah. Like Anderson Cooper is going to have a great career after this shit. All these people are fucked. The mainstream media, the legacy media, they're totally screwed. They're out of jobs. And and they oh, yeah. it, what's so interesting? I I'm I'm still waiting for Bill Maher to respond. Hasn't tweeted after his meltdown on Friday, what because a piece and of I, shit. I, I I edited out this clip on Friday's show. But on Friday's show, he said, "Look, I'll admit it. We made a mistake when we said right. Mitt Romney was racist and John McCain was yes. sexist and racist. And we've been saying they're racist for the last decade. And I admit that we were crying wolf then, but this one's different. Sorry, you done cried wolf too many times and nobody's going to buy it anymore. And you're going to guess what? You're going to keep crying wolf because I guarantee his show on Friday is just going to be doubling down on all this same crap. They won't learn a damn thing. Absolutely. They don't know how to be um, introspective and yes. analyze what's going on. It's like yeah. they're always, well, you know, like I said, we're, this is such a sociopathic culture and everybody's so willing to blame other people for their failings instead of looking at themselves and saying, what did I contribute to this? Right. Um, you know, it was a rejection of, first of all, and correct me if I'm wrong, but throughout this election season, I remember Trump making attacks, but his attacks were to specific people, people mm -hmm. who attacked him or uh, the media. But I don't remember him taking large swaths of the electorate, electorate and saying, oh, Hillary supporters, they suck, they're dumb, they're idiots, they're whatever. But Hillary called people deplorable, she called people irredeemable, she called people basement dwellers, and it's like, how can you have an expectation that after you shame people and trash people, 
that those people are going to come to you and vote for you? Are you kidding me? Correct. What kind of strategy was that? And like these people are doubling down on that. These idiots that just cannot get a fucking clue. They're just going to keep losing. What's going on. They're just going right. to keep losing. And and you're you're spot on about the introspective point. And this is exactly the way I have felt. There is no bigger failing of the current left. And you see it in Black Lives Matter. You see it in feminism. Mm-hmm. And now you see it in their electoral loss. It is nothing but fingers pointing in every direction mm-hmm. but their own right and until even, they figure even, out even how Hillary. to point them back here a little bit they're gonna keep losing and they're gonna be bitter and they're gonna be mad and they're gonna lose elections exactly. and they're gonna be culturally irrelevant until they figure that out and i'm glad yeah. i'm yeah, happy awesome. to drink their let's, salty tears exactly let's <laughs> eradicate them we have this opportunity when they're weak to eradicate them let's not feel sorry for them everybody's Absolutely. like oh well maybe we should lighten up yeah. a little bit i mean we won it's like no let's take them out for good forever right now while they're down come on they will have to adapt they're bleeding on the sidewalk let's do this you took back the the narrative with the election because people got their news from youtube from twitter from facebook and there was a lot of you know stuff going on there but people had a a different a viewpoint or different narrative than the one that was being pushed by the media 24 7. so yep. now it's time to take back our universities and colleges hell take back hollyweird Agreed. get rid of those people what are those people the, the, flying <laughs> out of here by the way yeah well, they now they're saying they're not amy schumer's saying amy schumer not. was like but, i was just joking it's like whatever bitch now we have to make sure that her career is done like, yeah the culture war is liars. on for sure they're liars. worthless, worthless liars. Like Samuel L. Jackson said he's going to move to South Africa. I'm like, oh, fuck you, Samuel. See White ya. people in South Africa are like trying to get asylum because that country is so dangerous. Exactly. Like, you don't want exactly. to move to South well, Africa. Um, Shut your American mouth. Th- this was grade A banter, and I'm sad to, I have to keep moving on, but we will oh. have to move on to another. All I right. appreciate the call, Miss Malevolent. Malevolent All right. We'll yeah. speak another time, I'm sure. So, right. so thanks for being patient, and thanks for calling in. Okie doke. Next up. Ooh, okay. Another person who missed out last week. Uh, I know this guy from Twitter, but Ask for Matt is his username on here. And I found out it's because his boyfriend's name is Matt, not because ah. my name is Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Ask for Matt, you are up. Oh, he, he moved out. Uh, okay. Uh, next up in the, in the roll call was our guy, Deplorable Macabtera, the bug expert dude who uh, asked us about, remember last week when he asked us about the prospect of Hillary being elected and indicted or and her yes. pardoning herself. Yes. So he calls in a lot, um, but you're up deplorable. Um, and I, Macopter, God, I always hesitate to spell that, but if you can uh, be quick with your, with your commentary, appreciate it, my dude, but always happy to see you. Thanks. Um, well, we won. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. It's been interesting being on campus with this whole thing because it's like there's a funeral. It's almost <laughs> like what I would imagine people would think would have been like when JFK was assassinated. Just everyone's <laughs> dour and they're, they're walking with their heads down. Here I am practically skipping. Yeah. And, um, you, and so you're at Michigan State, right? So you are in the improbable yeah. land of victory yeah. for Mr. Trump. Um, we, I, yep. Last week we were talking on the podcast on Sunday. I was talking about can maybe he can peel away one of these Obama states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Maybe he can steal one, pull off all three. That was damn impressive. 
that was quite the feat. It was. It was. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to argue that. It was incredible watching the tumbling down Ignite feel. Yeah. Um, I I would like to be on a college campus right now just to enjoy the culture, but I'd also kind of fear for safety. I'm glad I'm not in an urban center or a college campus for safety reasons. Yeah. Anyway, uh, proceed. Okay. So my question is. Oh my gosh. uh, There are so many people protesting right outside my apartment. Oh my God. Can you get a camera? There are hundreds and hundreds of people walking past. Hold on. Let me see if I can show you guys. Can you see? Hold on. Uh, I can see car lights. I can't really see people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can make that. Yeah, holy cow. Holy shit. Wow. It's, it's thousands and thousands of... Oh, my God. It's thousands of people. I'm just going to keep the camera here for a little while. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, what was your question, dude? Okay, so it's kind of... I'm building up for a sec. The So he has the House. He's got the Senate. Yep. He's going to have the Supreme Court. Yep. He's got pretty much the ideal setup. I'm surprised Ginsburg hasn't died already, to be honest. She might know, she I, might have already died. Who knows? Would have been enough. Yeah. But let's let's just say for a second that you're in his shoes. Mm-hmm. What's your action plan? You have every asset available to you, best possible situation. You know, no one expected it to be this good. What do you do? Oh, man. Well, I I like what Trump says about making great deals. I really do. And I find that to be appealing. It's kind of the way he phrases is kind of cheesy. But but the way I interpret your question is, given that he has kind of a mandate, he has congressional control, and he has, uh, I mean, obviously, he won the election. Do you tell the Democrats to suck it? Or do you kind of try to to compromise? And I would like to see him make efforts to mend fences, and I think he will. That doesn't mean that you compromise your values, but I would like to see him make a good faith effort to Democrats, if for no other reason than to make these people who call him this hard right wing crazy fascist person shut up. And I hope that he does, but maybe he won't. I, Blonde, maybe you should. You probably think he should make the Democrats suck it up and f off. I don't know. Um, sorry, I got distracted during the first part of that. Are you talking about we should make compromise or we should um, continue fighting with Democrats? If, if you were Trump, well, uh, do you want to rephrase your question uh, and she can answer it? Yeah, sure. So if you're so Trump's in a very favorable situation, obviously, mm-hmm. he's got the basically everything he could possibly ask for the, the Congress, the Supreme Court. So in this situation, what would your game plan be? Oh, he's broken. I can't hear him. So if you were Trump and you were you were elected to the presidency, you've got Congress, you got the Senate, you're going to have influence on, who, on who's sitting on the Supreme Court. The way I interpreted his question is, what, what leadership style would you adopt? Um, I mean, I think that, well, the Democrats, they're so hung up on this, on this healing thing. And so I think it's important to play that angle because they're going to be violent if they aren't satiated because they're like children. Um, and so I think he's going to have to mend things. I don't know. My brother was telling me today that he thinks that he that he should not get a special prosecutor to try to indict Hillary. He should kind of let that go as a show of good faith to the left. And I was like, huh, that's that's interesting. My brother's pretty usually right about these things. But, you know, my instinct was like, you know, fuck these people. They put her in jail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let her rot and die in jail. But, you know, that's probably not the best thing to do if you're trying to placate the left. Yeah. How good-hearted yeah. of you. I'm kind of surprised. 
This is not what <laughs> well, I want. I guess want that's, to it's do. not good heartedness. It's just because you think that it's actually a, a move of self-preservation because you think they're violent and they're going to get you. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't trust these people. I think that they're, they're rotten to the core. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have a different answer, uh, Macapter? And then we'll let you go. Um, I think you spend the first couple of months probably going pretty hard on the things that you want want to get done. So for people, he's kind of cutting out for me. Yeah, sounded like you wanted to go yeah. pretty aggressively in the first hundred days, repeal Obamacare, build the wall, that sort of thing. Your judges. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to let a, it's just, it's too choppy. So I'm going to let you go, uh, Macaptra, but we will speak, we will speak soon. All right, my mm -hmm. dude, I'm sure we'll catch you on Twitter. Won't be covered. And uh, appreciate the, I had to, had to cut him off with his crappy Michigan State internet. He'll be back though. He's always back. I love that guy. It's still that, that many people walking past. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, oh, um, you know who's next up too? We got a, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to bring in, I've got a personal friend uh, in here. So I'm going to bring him in. He can chime in whenever he wants. Blake, you're in. Uh, if you want to chime in, your mic is muted, but speak up whenever you want. We'll bring you in. Next up is Dante. You may remember Dante. Oh, yeah. Dante yeah. with the 99 problems and a girl is one a few weeks ago. But I, now I don't see him in the waiting room. Or is it under? Oh, it's under Mr. Dante, not Dante. That's why. Wow. They are yelling, fight, fight, fight. Dante, what's up, dude? What do you got? Oh, Mr. Matt, how you doing? I am, I am on, uh, I don't know, cloud nine, whatever term you want to use. I'm, I'm high on life, and I'm so happy that I have not one but two Coors Lights tonight, because that is, that is just how crazy we're going. But uh, oh, yeah. what's good with you? I hope things have picked up a bit, because last time you were on here, you were feeling a little pessimistic. Oh, yeah. Things have gotten a lot better since the last time I spoke with you. I actually found someone. Okay, before I even turn it to the whole Dante therapy show, um, I would say that I just watched the whole Trump debate thing. I just want your whole opinion on the whole thing of Trump electing to be president. Like, what's your whole little statement on that? My whole opinion on it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's quite a broad question. Um, look, I am... I've never been a full-blown Trump fan. I think that that's, uh, I, I think I've discussed that kind of at length. I have my uh, criticisms of him, namely being that I don't think he has a sophisticated understanding of some very important things like constitutional values and like a lot of the intricacies of, of the laws and, and, and specific uh, items that you need to understand, foreign policy, things that you need to understand to be commander in chief. However, oh. I think okay. that he has... I think he has kind of a, a gut instinct on most things that's more right than wrong. I think he surrounds him with good people. And I think he's more likely than the alternative to protect things that are important to this country, namely the values of the Bill of Rights. I trust him more to do that than I do Hillary. Also, he's not a potential criminal. Also, people talk about him abusing, people talk about him not paying his taxes and stuff. Trump used the system to his advantage. Hillary cheated. Trump has never cheated to our knowledge. That is so true. Hillary's, that is Hillary's true. a crook and Trump is just like it or not. He's a guy who knows how to game the system to play within the rules to his advantage. Right. That's fine with me. So is Trump the perfect guy? 
No. Is he the president no. I would have picked no. if I could have anyone? No. But is he better than Hillary Clinton? Yes. And I'm happy to have him in there because she's the alternative. And I'm blonde. Like, I suspect <laughs> you'd say something similar. Yeah, I'm super yeah, like, happy about this. I mean, I, I'm more happy, not necessarily about him, but about what he represents. This is a cult. This was a cultural election. This was a symbolic election. Um, the president, you know, there are a lot of checks and balances. They don't truly have that much power. But this was more about we're going to protect our borders. We're going to, you know, stop trying to interfere in countries that we have no business in. Like we are redefining what America should be based upon what it used to be. Um, we're just, you know, reestablishing our values, finding them again, our foundational values. Um, and that's mostly why I'm happy about this. But, you know, Trump's not perfect, but he represents a movement that's that's really important. Yeah, like all day I've been hearing that Trump's going to, oh, he's going to make America bad. Oh, my God, Cold War II. Like, oh, my God, just shut up. It's not going to be that bad. I mean, life's No, and they'll see forward. that, too. I mean, their worldview will be shattered when, like, the next, you know, few months come and go, you know, after January, and everything's fine. And, they'll, and they'll when be the like, wall is up, can we just put Pepe's no, along no, the wall, please? No, can we just no, put wall. smug Pepe's no, no, along no. the whole wall facing <laughs> south? Can, I mean, we might as well at this point. Every tower, like every watchtower on the border wall, just have a, a smug Pepe right there. I mean, it's going to cost X amount of money anyway. Let's just go ahead and get it done. Let's just go ahead and get it done at this point. I think you're right. Get it out of the way. Just get it done and dusted. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I was tweeting out last night too. Uh, Pepe, strong contender for Time Magazine Person of the Year. I think the front runner at this point. Pepe with the MAGA hat. You name someone more influential in the last year. It's hard hard to do, I would say. <laughs> we have lots right. of thanks to Julian Assange and James O'Keefe. <laughs> no, we do. And Pepe, of course. Pepe. All right. Any uh, any closing words, Dante? Uh, no. Keep up doing what you're doing. Or I'm yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll speak again. I'm sure I'll catch you on Twitter. And um, maybe we'll talk Call of Duty next time. We don't have time for that tonight. But I, uh, I'll, no, if you said Call of Duty. You, you quit that. That's in the past. You suck yeah, at yeah. it now. Don't go back to it. I, I, don't even, I don't even play it. So anyway. That we'll sucks you. at Call of Duty? I always did suck. Yep. I just don't even play it anymore. <laughs> uh, I never claimed to be good. Anyway, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> he's, he's on the demon. Have a good night. Wait a minute. Uh, Blake, I don't you're even up. know what that you're, means. Uh, you don't know what's up or what, what, what means if it's like personally offensive to you that I tell you that you're shitty at call of duty. I'm just trying no, to get in. No, it's just, no, no, oh, okay. did I ever if it play doesn't hurt you deeply? Then I'm not going to no. file it in my memory. Can you hear me? Yeah, man. What's yeah. up? It's good to talk to you. Not much. Adjust the, uh, volumes here. Ah, sure. Blake and I, uh, we went to the same school, like, but I don't, were you in high school when I was in high school? You might've been in junior high. You're a little bit younger than I am. Can't remember. We used to Blake and wow, I used to skateboard really back in the day. Echo. You might have the stream up. Make sure to mute your stream. Or all right, well, see if you can figure it out. Now. I was. <laughs> He's lost in the abyss. All right, see if you can figure that out, Blake, oh, and then yeah, um, there we go. That's probably it. Yeah, chime in if you're there, if you're good to there go. There we go. go ahead and Got it. In. I was just saying, Blake and I went to the same. We lived in the same town. We used to skateboard together. I haven't seen him for a while, but uh, we used to play Call of Duty together from time to time. Anyway, what, what's up? We man? did. That was awesome. <laughs> what's uh, uh, what's on your mind? What a wild what a wild election. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Shit. I was Oof. watching was watching the results on my phone I was checking it it updated like every three seconds yeah and I, I was just hitting the refresh button yeah yeah it was wild 
Um, so snowboarding this year, Matt. Oh yeah. You want to talk uh, snowboarding, huh? Uh, I've got a collection. I've got a collection. But do you mean the resort or the or the well, the actual your, ride? Your setup in the resort. Where, where are you going to uh, ride this? Just, so well, I'll try to be quick here because I don't know. I don't know how many people want to talk snowboarding, but um, no. So I'm snowboarding at Big Sky. It's been. Uh, for the past three or four years, I've been at Big Sky. Uh, for people that don't know, it's um, ski resort in Southwest Montana. It's it was the biggest by acreage in the country, but now it's fallen behind like Park City because they annexed a bunch of stuff. But um, yeah, uh, Big Sky, Big Sky is great. And once I'm a rich man, once I am uh, Trump's advisor on, I don't know, uh, whatever I might advise him on. Once I'm a rich man and I can afford Big Sky property, maybe I'll move up there. But until then. <laughs> Uh, but you moved to North Dakota, right? So I imagine um, you've seen better days snowboard-wise, maybe. Yeah, much better days. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of riding out here. Uh, so they've got uh, the Blair Witch 2 coming out, and I'm wondering if we're going to see another Matt Christensen's Productions uh, Blair, Wh- <laughs> Blair Witch spoof. He's talking really insider personal stuff right now. This is You can't reveal this stuff because then people will try to <laughs> dig it up, dude. You can't do that. So when I was in high school, I used to make skateboard and snowboard movies, and we did like a Blair Witch spoof that was really dumb when I was like 16. And as far as I know, it doesn't exist on the internet. And it better not. But, you know, there's oh, I DVDs. Bet that's really embarrassing. There are DVDs out there on which it exists. So if someone had it and ripped it, like maybe Blake has one. He could put it on YouTube if he wants. Please don't. By the way, I don't want that crap emerging. And I, oh, <laughs> now we have to find it. Yeah. And put it in the intro. Anyway, any, uh, any other questions from you? Uh, no, just want to say that I'm a huge fan of this show and, and enjoying listening every week. Appreciate it, dude. Call in any time. And um, I'm sure we'll be in touch on uh, the old Twitter or the Facebook or whatever in the meantime. If you're still on Xbox, hit me up. But I don't play as much as I used to. Yeah, I'm part of the PC Master Race. So. Oh, well, I got a PC too, but I just, I, I don't know. Just gaming time is is uh, not prioritized these days. Anyway, we're making Blonde enraged with our topics right now no no it's fine (laughs) (laughs) all right uh well we'll catch you another time dude i appreciate the call and uh hope you're doing well and hopefully we'll speak uh soon yeah yeah definitely have a good one thanks okie doke now my secrets are out i don't like it (laughs) yeah this is what happens when you reveal your name let's uh Let's see. Dante was up. Steph. Uh, Steph Keith is next up. Then we got Collectively Unconscious. Let's see. Try to give an idea of who's coming up next. Steph, you're up. Uh, if you can get your mic working. Hello. Then... Hey, how's it going? Uh, one sec. I need to mute the stream. Sure. There we go. Now I can think. Um, so, yeah, I had a beautiful night last night watching Crowder. I was watching that too. Uh, Wasn't it great? Yeah, it was good. I loved when he would go to uh, the Young Turks. Yes. To watch them slowly grow in this. Well, oh, it was so good. Yes. Shank was so sweaty. <laughs> it's so mad, and the the rant. A lot of people had tuned out by then, but he. But there was one. Oh, that point, chick. No, there was. Um, I was still watching late at night when the dude was like, "I can't believe tens of millions of people have decided that oh, a man yeah, motivated yeah. by racism oh. is acceptable." And then Anna, Anna, Sugar Tits made a video on this today that's really good. But Anna was like, "If you voted for Donald Trump and you're a woman, you're fucking dumb." Yeah, yeah, that's who I was referring to with the chick. Yep. I don't know her. Anna what a bitch. Uh, there's no cancer oh. for my tastes. 
so I don't know them by name. They're done. I mean, you. They're these, done. The, I mean, speaking yeah. of people who are going to double down, it's like Young Turks. Now would be a perfect time to be to display that introspection that Miss Malevolent was talking about. To be like, look, yeah, we we have some uh, perspectives that aren't working. It's why our viewership is dropping, and it's why there's a million dislikes on every video that we <laughs> that we post. And you'll still hear Chank like, oh, look at the numbers, dude. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, because half of them are hate views. Yeah. And now that, well, now that talking it's decided, about hate, they're going to move the on. The weirdest thing about their stream is that it had a hundred and something thousand people watching. But if yeah. you look at the chat, it was just Trump and Swastikas. Yes, I was <laughs> I was trying to chat, but I couldn't. It was too fast. It was too fast, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's so that was funny. Great, and and by the way, well, I want to say this too, because uh, as a fan of Steven Crowder, and as a and you know he's a guy that's given me a shot, and I hope we'll be able to work together going forward. I'd I'd really love to, but I'm I'm really happy to see his show success. I'm really happy that he's going daily. If you haven't heard, I hope people will go check that out. Consider subscribing to his daily show because, and even if you don't agree with Steven on everything, and you know there are never daily where I raise my eyebrow a little bit, but people raise their eyebrow at me and us too. The point is, he and Jared and their team are a model for independent media, the stuff that we're trying to do. They have created the model for how to be successful in that. And they are also very cool at bringing talented people on board. So it's even if you're not into the politics, you should be into the type of people they are and what they represent because they are on the rise. They are what's going to succeed as MSNBC, CNN, mainstream media, Young Turks all crash into the ground. People like Steven Crowder are going to be the new thing. So I hope people will, will yeah, get on board with that. Yeah, and Steven Crowder is not in an echo chamber. Like, no. say what you will about his bits. I know a lot of people that don't like his bits. I think they're funny, but, like, he he's pretty fair and balanced. <coughs> I'm he's pretty fair and balanced and tries to bring in people. I know you try and bring in people, like the, the lady who refused to bring you. Like, when you said you would pay her and she wouldn't come in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she never replied. Yeah. I, and all the people I was on back and forth with on Twitter today, I was like, all right, we've debated this too. To the reasonable extent, you can come on my show and debate it if you want. I would never come on a, a racist show for stupid people. Oh, so you don't debate people who you describe as stupider than you. Easy win. <laughs> Checkmate. Congratulations. Yeah. Glad you control the terms. Resume Twitter and Twitter irrelevance, Mr. Egg with 40 followers. I got to I gotta learn. And, and Crowder himself says all the time, like, we're not going to debate every Twitter egg. That's something that I have to learn. I, I just have to realize yeah. that. There's no I point. I did the same thing. Like oh, I was like, actively following your rants on Twitter today. I was uh, enthralled. <laughs> I was enjoying Especially it. since my class today was completely boring. Who, your yeah. rants, Egg? I was involved with some people today, yeah. Oh, yeah? But but I was just posting in the hashtags, like, I'm still with her and um, and not my president. And I wasn't directing it at anyone. I was kind of criticizing the themes in there. And people were coming at me. So I didn't really pick these fights. They came at me, and that's when I said, okay, well, look, I want to talk to people who disagree. I've got a platform. Come on that platform. Yeah. No, that's for racists. Oh, well, how convenient. <laughs> yeah, really? Well, um, well, the scorched earth of calling everybody racist, well, that's basically one Trump the election. But today, I've actually been seeing people come out as Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am one. I am one myself because everybody on my friends, uh, my Facebook friends list, for example, is just liberal as could be. And then I just see every now and then I voted for Trump. Like uh, they mostly like articles saying what, like people supporting Trump's win. 
Yeah. So slowly, it's it's coming out. It feels I feel liberated, and good. I imagine they do. That's good. good. That's awesome to hear. We've been wondering. We've wondered on the show to what extent does this shy Trump vote exist? The stigmatized Trump voter who do they exist? It's pretty clear to me that they do, and they did. Well, that so. that's who won the election. The, yeah. The people who won Trump the election are the people that were in hiding. Yep. Agreed. Are you um Are you old enough to vote when you say you're in school? Are you in high school? Are you in college? I'm 21. Okay, so so you're going. Uh, where are you going to school right now? If you're comfortable sharing, you I'm out of country. Oh. I left the country because I didn't want to be two hundred thousand dollars in debt because I'm studying medicine. Oh, very Fair interesting. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, are are you comfortable sharing which country? I'd be curious to know. Costa Rica. Oh well, you lucked out. I imagine it's pretty nice. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm completely happy here, but um, my class today, my, my I have a gay professor who watches religiously CNN and Spanish, <laughs> and uh, just out of sheer luck, the class today was on the female reproductive system, and uh, I had my my private laughs. <laughs> yeah, all the um, I assume. In the biology textbook, they talk about the inherent oppression that goes along with those uh, anatomical pieces, right? Uh, the inherent sure. inferiority now that President Trump is in office. Well, or not in office, but president. Is, isn't it before, weird? Uh, it, it, are you are, are you are you guys comfortable with saying President Elect Trump yet? Does that feel normal to you? Because it when I hear it, me or like, it, what do you mean by you just guys? To, just you guys in general, both of you in general. Bring to it. It's, it's so weird to me. It's 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 uh, it's dream dreamlike in that it doesn't feel real. Not dreamlike in that I never imagined such a utopia or something like that. <laughs> but dreamlike in that it's surreal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm completely happy. I've seen I've I've had many run-ins with the SJW crowd, and uh, I feel liberated. Yep, and you should. And that's that's the the cultural victory is why I'm so happy. I don't I don't care as much about the wall. I mean, I do care about the constitutional values, but like this a lot of the specific policy battles. We're going to have an Obamacare battle coming up. We're going to have an immigration battle coming up. Those are important, and and I do th I'm not trying to minimize those, but the cultural victory that was won here that is what is sweet. That's why I'm happy. Agreed. Um. Well, culture, just last thoughts, because uh, I imagine people want to get in here. Um, Culture-wise, people here started turning Hillary, I mean, Trump, away from Hillary when the, the whole spirit cooking thing came out, because really? Central America is very religious. Ah, and uh, yes. everybody's just, oh, the diablo. So um, <laughs> uh, people started instantly going, no, devil worship, I'm out. That's funny. Excellent. Excellent. Who knew spirit cooking would do it? <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll let you go, Steph. Piece. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we'll speak again another time. Good luck with your studies and enjoy your tropical paradise. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Goodbye. Next up, we got collectively unconscious. So you are up collectively unconscious whenever you're ready to chime in. Next up after that is Chase. So I'll pull you in as well. We'll see if we can get you going. Give them a moment. Uh, how's the protest looking? They're not burning mm. stuff yet, are they? It cleared up. It's just traffic now. Oh. 
So you're yeah. telling me they accomplish nothing and they appear okay, to be okay. irrelevant. Frankly, Matt, yeah. the day that I became the president of your little social justice for your country. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. One at a time. That was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was a Tuesday. Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. And then now nobody's talking. I don't even know what was going on there. I know. What did somebody like pick up the feed or something? Or was that somebody? I don't know. Nah, you guys. I saw the Street Fighter movie a couple years ago, and oh, there's a reference I didn't get. All right. Yeah, that yeah, like, over it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. I just see. Chase, I'm gonna go ahead and mute you just for you a moment. Well, yeah, I yeah, can hear yeah. you, but we've, we're getting some feedback off Chase, so I'm gonna go ahead and mute him for a second, and then um, we'll we'll bring him back in. So go ahead. But yeah, yeah, I can just see him standing up there and pissing off the social justice warriors because he's got. I lost him. Did you lose okay. him? So did I. Yeah. Oh, now yeah, you're back. But, um, we're, we're losing you. So you might have to um, wow, get your thought out some, quick just because the connection got appears some to weird be. feedback going through here. But, you know, there's great things coming through Trump and I'm looking forward to it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Do you have any specific things well, you're optimistic specific, about? Let's uh, keep specific questions going. Sure. So I was never really on the Trump train, mm -hmm. but I'm looking forward to this. I was my vote came down to the to the SCOTUS. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the Supreme Court. Indeed. I'm looking forward to the. Uh, we're going to have with ISIS and cooperating with Russia to take them down because I think that's going to happen. What fast. a dark, divisive, deplorable idea <laughs> if I've ever I know, heard one. I know. And then the cultural war. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, you guys that are happy to deal with the social justice warriors, I work with them. Oh, so many sad faces. Good. Good. My Facebook feed, because the vast majority of my Facebook friends and former colleagues and stuff, all of whom I have nothing personal against, but they are all echo chamber trapped, delusional leftists. Oh, they're Insane freaking out. Insane people. And my Facebook feed was just diseased today. <laughs> and I didn't want to post. The only thing I posted was like, look, maybe it's time to think about the possibility that people you disagree with have a point. Maybe they're not racist. Maybe they're not misogynistic. Maybe... If you're going to bang the drum about tolerance, it's time to start tolerating. And that's all. I didn't I didn't pick any specific fights, but good uh, lord, the posts in my Facebook feed atrocious. There's, Unbelievable. There's, there's one other thing I'm really looking forward to and that's the the revelation of what the modern media is. They're exposed. They're done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Thank you yep. WikiLeaks. I mean, and there's no denying it. Thank you guys for being on there and showing us the the news keeping us honest shit posting away <laughs> it's our civic duty <laughs> indeed i, I hope you're from you guys later i've got a chat. social justice warrior yeah. meeting to go to later but it's been real thank you appreciate thank it you dude for have a good night yeah, hope to hear from you guys in a week or so yeah absolutely uh we'll see if we can get chase back in chase you're up if you're good to go next up we got spartacus Oligarchy, yes, it's an oligarchy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I accidentally joined the waiting room and there's a million voices going on there. <laughs> Chase, you're good, you're to, go. good to go. 
But you got some echo hey, coming off your end. So if you have headphones or if you can turn down your speakers, that would be helpful. Is it, is it any better? Um, yeah, it sounds good now. I'm not getting that echo. So we should be good. Okay. Well, uh, you know, as uh, my name is Chase and I'm a first time voter. I know I don't sound like it, but I promise you I am. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I keep seeing people saying, oh, well, Obama's just going to pardon Hillary. Well, Obama can only pardon someone for a federal crime, not a state crime. Like she could have committed in New York or any other state. Only the yep. governor could pardon you then. Yeah, but do um, we have... Well, go, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, don't think so. well, I was curious. So someone was telling me she's being investigated by like the NYPD. I've heard that as well, but I haven't seen Some sort of local with crime. The, with the wiener laptop bust. Yeah. But aren't are, are still so those are state crimes? I've heard that. Yeah, because there was like child pornography on his computer and stuff, which is a state crime in New York. There's yeah, but she's not implicated in that, is she? That's just Wiener. Or is she well, actually well, connected? There's stuff to it? that they're not divulging yet. They're not no. divulging it yet. You know what I mean? Like, because they don't want to do what the FBI, FBI did and quote unquote skew the election one way. So I think maybe in the next week they're going to come out with crimes that she could have possibly committed in the state of New York. Mm hmm. I, I, I think, well, in any case, I mean, even if that's true, she is still facing potential criminality at the federal level for the pay for play involving the State right. Department. And, and possibly, there, I don't know if there's any business about the lingering um, uh, classified material on her server or not. I don't know if that's closed or not at this point. But I she's think still as they interact with new information, they can reopen the investigation. Um, it as long as the statute of limitations hasn't run up. She still faces the prospect. So it will be interesting to me. I mean, it's possible Obama still pardons her. What do they have to lose at this point? Hillary's political career, I think, is effectively done. I don't think she's going mean, to run I mean, what is she going to do? She's a 1990s candidate. I mean, yeah. she's not a modern yeah. candidate. Right, exactly. So, so I could see Obama. And Obama, you know... He's not going to run again. What does he really have to lose? He's kind of the de facto leader of the Democratic Party, but he's not going to be one that's elected again. So I could totally see him just being like, you know, on January 19th or whatever day it is, day before, just here you go. No jail for you, at least at the federal level. Now, maybe yeah. there's state stuff like you're talking about. I don't know. Yeah. And one more point. I don't want to take up anyone else's time, but. Um, you know, at my school, I wore my Trump pants shirt and I've been getting, I go to kind of a more SJW school. And so, you know, I was triggering people by wearing my Trump shirt mm -hmm. and, you know, I was called, you know, the usual racist, misogynistic, why am I voting? And so, you know, I'm not going to be like, I decided today, you know, I'm not going to be like them and be a sore winner because there's nothing worse than that. But it got to the point today, by, by about six, we have seven periods and I was like, by six period. Now I'd had enough of, you know, like birds being shot at me. I wore my Trump pants shirt, so I had enough of that. And this one Wait, girl was birds like... birds being shot at you? What do you mean by that? Like shooting the middle oh, oh. finger. Oh, someone <gasps> flipping you off. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, got I you. Mean, I was thinking of actual yeah, sorry, projectiles. Anyway. Oh, oh, no, I'm not that lucky. Let's be real. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> although yesterday I did have a homeless man throw a plastic vodka bottle at me. So, yeah, I guess I've been had projectiles hurled my way. Oh, but, oh God. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's that's a different story for another day. Um, but you know all these radical feminists and SJWs, you know they they were they were attacking me, and so it gets to the point where you fight back, and they were like, I can't believe you voted for a racist. And I was like, okay, enlighten me, Yoda. How was he racist? And yeah. They were like, well, uh, did you hear what uh, you just have to go look? And basically, they were saying the same thing over and over. Go look it up. You know he hates black people. I was like, Google where did it. he say that? Yeah, yeah. Google it. I was like, it's yeah, exactly. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I used your quotes, Matt, uh, as to kind of like defense my shield. 
I was like, it's not my job to go educate myself on your point. It's your yeah. job to try to convince me your points are right. So you came in clutch, and I appreciate it. Well, that's awesome to hear, man. Uh, that well, is those, awesome. Those are those, aren't, those are my, my points, by the way. Those are those are points of elite minds, uh, far greater than mine. Greater so, than but so. yeah, the, your point. Yeah, is I mean, exactly I'm, right. I'm shooting to be a politician, so hopefully you can uh, vote for me. <laughs> you got my vote. It sounds like it. Uh, but yeah, you know, no, if any, but, if anything, I think you should take a little license. I'm I'm surprised you're a very good-hearted person who says, you know, I don't want to sink to that level of bitterness and gloating and shoving it in people's faces. I don't know. Blonde know. might have a different yeah, opinion. Maybe you should. I, I, I love being a sore winner. Gloating today. <laughs> I was just walking around the streets like, and everybody was looking so sad and I yeah. saw one girl crying. Well, see, if I do that in my town, you know, I'll be crucified. So, you know, where, I'll be where stoned, do you, you know, where do just, you live if you don't mind sharing? Maybe you don't want to share the school or whatever, but are you comfortable sharing um, the place? Yeah, I live in Georgia. And uh -huh. so, uh, it's kind of like the Atlanta area in between that and Macon. So uh, you okay. don't really know where Macon is probably, but it's in between there. And, you know, it's more liberal. And I voted for the first time and my county was red. Thank God. So my vote counted. Um, I was kind of shook because it took so long for Georgia to be declared. And I was like, oh, I swear to God, if Hillary wins Georgia, I'm dropping. Like, I'm moving from Georgia. Yeah. Georgia <laughs> yeah, is kind of like the Republican Pennsylvania uh, equivalent now, you know, Republicans know. are always trying I mean, to steal no Pennsylvania, but Democrats Georgia. have a shot. But I think I was confident Georgia was not in play for Hillary. I, I would have been, been shocked. Yeah, my dad was saying yeah. the same thing. He's like, don't worry, Che. Or he's like, you know, don't worry. Uh, it'll be fine. He, she's not going to get Georgia. And I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a pessimist. So I don't, so that way, if I do get disappointed, it's not as bad. Um, so yeah, that, you're a, you're a pessimist and you're courteous on a day when you're fully licensed to be optimistic and rude. You, I know. You I know, should man, I, take advantage of that a little bit. Come on. I mean, no, I, I kind of so went off fun. in set, sixth and seventh period. I kind of, I kind of let go. I flew off the handlebars because you know I've been storing it up all day. I've been smiling and saying, "Good job. It was a good fight." Sarcastically, of course. But, I mean, you know, just, <laughs> good. So there's a little bit of troll in you. Yeah, I mean, I've got a troll. I mean, that's—I yeah. feel like that's my purpose here. I'm yeah. just gonna troll. That was my purpose for wearing the shirt today—not to glow, just to troll and trigger people. Yeah. Uh, because I find no greater pleasure than seeing someone who's an idiot get triggered. Uh, I mean, it's just—it's <laughs> the best thing ever. Awesome, dude. Well, uh, great call. That yeah, was, yeah. That was awesome, man. Uh, any closing <laughs> thoughts from you before you head out? Um, yeah, I've been talking to some people in your uh, call and waiting room and they have y'all heard anything about maybe voting machines being rigged or something yeah. like that. And your thoughts on Minnesota? Why is it taking so long for them to declare it, whether it's Republican or Democrat? I thought they declared it, but maybe they haven't. Did I, I don't that? think that yeah, they I have. Taking so long. I heard she was going to win by like 1% or something, but basically everywhere went red except for the twin cities, more or less. I think there were like eight counties yeah. that went Hillary in Minnesota, something like that. Eight to 10 counties. I mean, th this was yeah. an upper Midwest disaster for Hillary. Yeah. She forgot oh. about the Rust Belt and that was her, that was where yeah. she lost. It was in the Rust Belt. She did not appeal to those people, you know, not that necessarily simple minded. That's not Trump supporters are idiots, but you know, the blue collar man, you know, he just, he works on an hourly wage. He works in a factory night shift, working hard. And she didn't appeal to that. She appealed and, to and she the forgot all the racists. Yeah, she forgot all the racists in the Rust Belt. She should have appealed to them too, yeah. like Trump did. All of us deplorables. But, um, I mean, that's the garbage argument, man. They're like, oh, well, everyone, all racist. those people, yeah. they're racists. Like, oh, you mean Indiana? That went for they went for Obama last time around, right? It's like they're, or my they're, favorite. 
They yeah, lost 7 million voters. 7 million drop from Obama to Hillary. 7 million potential flips from Obama to Hillary. You tell me they're all racist? Absolutely. They're exactly who you're describing. They're working people who got the screw under Obama. And I don't, whether intentional or not, that's what happened. So you can't blame them for voting for an alternative. It's not because of the color of skin, yes, clearly, because right. they voted for the minority color of skin the last time around. Dumb. Absolutely. My, my last quote, my favorite quote of the day is, all Republicans are racist. If you're a Republican, you're racist. And I was like, really? Let me, let me tell you why. Uh, when slavery, oh yeah, and I'm going to go, and also another quote was, I'm going back, I'm going to be a slave. I was like, yeah. really? Because, you know, Republicans, uh, they were the only ones who voted for emancipation and black uh, black rights, or mm. I'm, I'm sorry, civil rights back in the day. They were absolutely zero Democratic votes for them to be emancipated as a as a culture and as a people. You, you can't tell me that Republicans are racist when you had zero Democrats vote for it. Every single one voted against it. You can't tell me that. Republicans are all Republicans yeah, are racist. I mean, they argue like the, the parties are shifted over time and this and that, but it's, it's, we just need to realize that real racists are not that common and they're not politically powerful. Right. I was they're few, far between, but they're yeah. a big deal on the internet. Yeah, there are some. And it's like, I was watching a protest in Phoenix today on YouTube and there's the KKK, go away, KKK, USA, or whatever they're chanting. It's like, there's, they're like the, they're like the, the misogyny. The, he's got to go. Hey, hey. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the that was K good when we heard that at the RNC. The KKK that, is that like the Westboro day. Baptist family. They are on that level of tininess and, and irrelevance. They're not politically powerful. I don't know what they're talking about. I love it. I absolutely love it. Anyway. Hillary's mentor was a clan leader. Oh, well, uh, thank you for letting me share my thoughts and my squeaky voice on your stream. I appreciate it. Thank of you so course. much. Great call. We appreciate it. That was awesome. Uh, Absolutely. Have a nice night. Uh, to his point about people having irrational fears about race, uh, I was talking, I did a video what, a week or two ago, maybe last week, where I was that there was that insane argument in Time Magazine where that Berkeley professor author said the only reason why Hillary is facing investigation is because she's a woman and they made all oh, these yeah. stupid feminist arguments. Just and and a few that. people um, got back to me not to like, not to be aggressive with me or anything, but they just said, are you sure that this is not parody? And I was like, well, time doesn't really publish parody. So I'm pretty sure it's not. But the other piece of evidence I have is they publish equally insane things. Somebody linked me with um, a piece by Tavis Smiley, formerly or currently of PBS. I can't remember, but Tavis Smiley is an established news and reporting figure. And he has an article in time. You can look it up. It says why I fear black people will be enslaved in the U S again. This is <laughs> An actual piece in time. Maybe they do publish parody. <sighs> Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, let's let's pull in some more callers. How are you feeling? You feeling good? Because we got a lot of people in the waiting room. Um, I, was, I don't I know. Hoping... I was gonna wrap up. I was gonna try to wrap up soon. If that's okay. Okay. I will. Um, you can dip whenever you want. I might go a little bit. I might try to go a little bit extended here because we've got some demand for it, and it's. It's that kind of night, but um, you know, if you want to dip off, that's that's entirely fine. No, I've got a terrible headache, which sucks because I wanted to be celebrating. Seek some of that herbal remedy. I've got, I I know what you're talking about. That doesn't help. <laughs> I've got a migraine. Ah, okay. But I'll well, take I, one more caller, and then I was gonna I was gonna. Okay, I'll stop wasting oh. time. I'll pull one more in. Oh, um, you know what? You know who's in the the waiting room before I move on here? Jay Fry's in the waiting room. Jay, I'm pulling Jason Fry. I'm pulling you oh in. Speak up God. whenever you want. Jason. Cause if, if you're able to speak, we definitely want to hear from you. Jay Fry is uh, one of the master shit posters. 
of our Twitter, Twitter world and our live chat and just uh, all around uh, cool dude. So, And we've never actually spoken by voice, so I'd love to hear from him. Beggar Hero is the next one up. The Beggar Hero. Let's find that. Oh, Jay Fry dipped out again. Jay Fry. God damn God it. God damn it. <laughs> Just, why are you Maybe in the waiting room? Maybe he's a chick or something. Yeah, there's, some, there's something secret us. going on with Jay Fry. I'm officially on board with the conspiracy theory now. Beggar yeah. Hero, you're up. If you're hey. Ready. Hey, how's it going? Oh, just excited from yesterday. Sweet. Indeed. I was hoping we might have a few, a few Hillbots call in, but, you know, that's probably not going to happen. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I was expecting my mother and sister calling me and telling me how sad it is for all womankind that we lost this one chance and we'll never have it again. <laughs> <laughs> this one chance. I was kind of I actually thought Hillary's concession speech was pretty good and I liked for the most part and adjusted for her standards and my tolerance for them. But I, I was glad that she emphasized the need to give Trump an open mind and to allow him to lead. And, and she conceded, I thought, in a professional good way. But then there was this whole bit where she sort of claimed representation for all women and girls everywhere. And I get that a female presidency will be an accomplishment when it happens. But you're, Hillary, you're not representative of all women, clearly. You're not. So don't claim that. It was kind of an, I was kind of annoyed by that. But, but overall, I thought she did a good job with the concession speech. Anyway. Yeah, so, like, I, I read that HuffPost article about how how can we tell our children now? And I'm just like, <laughs> this just gave me cancer or something. I don't care. It just gave me cancer. You know who was tweeting about that today was Ben Shapiro, the guy we're all hoping for mega redemption for, Ben Shapiro. Um, he was tweeting. He responded to someone who said the same thing. What will we tell the children? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe that Donald Trump is president. Yeah. Seems pretty easy to me. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what to tell them. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And so, We're ready for Ben to come back to us. We're ready for you, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Come on home, Benji. So. Uh, any any uh, other thoughts or questions on your mind? Think I think probably. What do you think would probably be his number one accomplishment? I mean. I'm just playing the skeptical guy and saying he's going to get done with one thing. Yep. What would be that one thing? Who, Trump? What one yeah, thing Trump. do you think that... Wait, do you think that he will accomplish or do you think that he needs most to accomplish? I think, I think I'd think i be willing to see one thing accomplished, but I don't know how well the Republicans will play ball. I mean, I think he's got to do the wall. You, you could argue an Obamacare repeal and replace is also... I mean, that's going to yeah, be the congressional priority. That. But here's the, the yeah. kicker with that is they got to replace. Repeal is not going to work. There's going to have to... There's going to be a battle on what replaces it. The wall yeah. is just like how we... We're going to figure out how to fund it and we're going to build are it. Are we doing this shit? Are we yeah. really doing this? Yeah. Yes, we are. And I think the political <laughs> will is there for the wall. I think the fight on healthcare is going to be much more bloody. So I'm less optimistic about the prospect of repealing and replacing that uh, just because I think if you, if they're too aggressive with it, there will be political consequences for the Republicans because you do have 20 million or 30 million, however many people are, are new on the rolls who now have healthcare that didn't, that you do have to deal with. If you just repeal and you cut them off, that will be politically unpopular. So th there's going to have to be a, a battle. Compromise. There. 
Okay, well, I think I better leave out, but I gotta say, everyone's good job. Yeah, unbelievable. I I felt pretty good, but honestly, I, I am surprised by the situation we're in. I will say that. I, I know, um, me too. Yeah. I'm also going to get out of here. Uh, thank you guys so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Congratulations, everybody that has worked tirelessly shitposting for the last year to meme this guy into the White House. Go Pepe. Pepe right. We'll catch you later. And now nobody wants to call into the show because oh. it's just me. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll take a few more. Um, but we will Bye. catch you later, Blonde. See you later, guys. Okie doke. So, you know, it's just me, but I'm happy to take a few more calls provided people want to do them. If you want to dip out, I won't be offended. I'm still here. I still have half a bottle of Coors Light. We'll make it happen. So, uh, let's see. Next up, we got Chris to the J. Chris to the J, you're in. And then I got Curtis. And I'm trying to get through as many callers as I can. So, you know, we got we got a lot of people waiting. Um, so if you can if you can be quick, uh, that would be appreciated, but we'll see what we can do. You're up, Chris and Curtis, whenever you want to chime in. Next up is Lantheus and Coach Bear. Pull some people in. Now that I don't have a co-host to banter with anymore. Uh, do we still have Coach Bear? Coach Bear might be out. Spirit Man Studios, you're up too. And if you get into the uh, live room yeah, here, just faces, man. Spirit Man, what's up? I got you in. If you're good to go. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good to go. Cool. What's up, dude? Oh, nothing much. Uh, first time calling in from uh, Eugene, Oregon. Ah, I uh, I'm a former Portland resident, so I I saw some crazy footage from Eugene today. People are not happy, it seems, or at least oh, a small yes. segment of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Um. So I. I actually live about 15 or no, not 15 blocks, but five blocks away from the, uh, the protest that was happening last night. There was, was it on campus or was it in, where was it? It was, it was on campus. It started okay. out on campus and then it went out into the streets, mm -hmm. but there was 500 people to start off with. And once they hit the streets, there were more and more and more coming out so that's and pretty joining big. the, uh, the rally. How many do you think it was? Yeah, at the it was peak? a pretty big one. I I don't know. I again, I wasn't there, but I'm just going off of the footage that I saw. Yeah, and I mean, if you any know, place, there's going to be a lot of people dogpiling. It's Eugene, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't mean oh, yeah. to. It's it's a politically a, wa a wacky place, and I think you would admit that. Even though I love Oregon, oh yeah, I, I love that place a lot. But there are some political wackos uh, around. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. It's weird, like, you know, and, and I voted I voted for Trump, you know, mm -hmm. and it's I mean, I knew my vote wasn't going to matter at all because Oregon was traditionally mostly Democratic. Well, I mean, the, the really, entire state, except for Port, like except for Lane County and Multnomah, well, the entire uh, Portland three counties are, are pretty uh, every, everywhere outside of that is rural and, and kind of red, if I remember correctly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. It's. It's a crazy state. It really is. Um, you know, it's, I mean, going to college at U of O is the oddest place to go. I mean, my first year, it wasn't like, you know, it's sort of like social justice type stuff, but it wasn't until I got into classes this year that we've started getting into like this, like fuck white people sort of mentality. Yeah. 
and it kind of kind of pissed me off and i kind of just had to like resist screaming out loud <laughs> how much oh, of it how much of it infiltrates your actual academia I'd be, I'd be curious about that i mean obviously it'll infiltrate your social life on campus but how much of it actually infiltrates your day-to-day -day class life does it does it get into that at all um like are you are you ever indoctrinated in class i guess or is this just something that has to do with the wacky kids on campus my voice disconnected Oh, okay. Um, so I was curious, uh, obviously like walking around campus and just socializing, you're going to, you're going to deal with a lot of these crazy, uh, like white people hating type, type of, uh, worldviews, but how much of that actually infiltrates the classroom for you? Is that something that you actually face in the academic environment it's as not, opposed to the social? It's not too in your face. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Is it in your face? Um, although right now I'm taking a, uh, intro to native american studies class and it like, like at first it wasn't like oh well white people are just fucking douchebags but it wasn't until it gets into like week six week seven that we're starting to like say oh well white people are the cause for everything you know yeah. Every well now i'm feel. losing spirit man i'm losing you a little bit now so we might have a faulty connection uh-oh Oh, that's not good. All right. Well, if you have any, um, if you have any uh, final thoughts or a quick question or anything, I'm happy to take that. I think our connection might be dipping out a little bit. I mean, I I don't really have anything. I just wanted to say hi. That's that's totally cool too. I appreciate yeah, it, and um, I I hope you survive in that. Uh, I hope things don't really get crazier than they are. I kind of I believe that we're at a point, uh, you know, pendulum swing, and I think we're at an extreme point, especially on campus life. And I hope that's going to correct a little bit and swing back, and uh, sanity yeah, will be so restored. Yeah, I think and, so as well. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I, I, of the many high hopes I have for President Trump, I do hope for the cultivation of a culture <laughs> that doesn't. Honestly, I, I'm comfortable saying it. That is less racist. I mean, the stuff you're describing, this this hatred of white people, the the, the yeah. most racist people I know that have actual influence now are social justice warriors, and I spent all day on Twitter dealing with them and people yelling at me, yeah. "Oh, surprise, surprise, another white guy!" And I'm like, "I didn't bring up your race. I'm I'm dealing with yeah. your ideas. I don't care about your race. I care about yeah, your ideas. It, Why do you care about my race?" I mean, when I was growing up, I was always told that two wrong don't make a right yeah you know and i've always kept that i've always kept that in mind you know it's it's crazy to me how how many people just certainly don't understand that message and automatically go well you know because they did it we might as well do it to to the other person right yeah. i think that's a good way to separate out the separate out the injustices and that's that's kind of unfair to a lot of people <sighs> i feel yeah are you yeah, uh, it's, it's are you from Oregon? Did you grow up there? Are yeah, you, um, um, I was I was born in Lincoln City on the coast. Okay, and then I just then we just moved to the desert side of Oregon. Yeah, so I was All literally a fish Idaho, out of water. Maybe? We were closer to Idaho. Yeah, we were closer to it. You're not too far away um, from me then, if yeah. you're in Eastern Oregon. Yeah, oh. I, and for the longest time, I lived in uh, Pendleton. Yeah, yeah. You know I is. used to. Um, yeah. yeah, I used to. 
When I was in college, man, I used to drive between uh, like Billings, Montana area all the way out to Portland. And sometimes I'd take I-90 and go all the way up to Spokane and down and, and to Portland. But sometimes I'd go down that Boise route and take I-80 the whole shot. And then you end up in Pendleton. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've toured that uh, Northeast quadrant of Oregon a few times yeah. and dealt with all those desert grasshoppers and other troubles oh, yeah. <laughs> driving through the interstate <laughs> there and all that stuff. So yeah. Well, I cool, kind of find it interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of find it interesting. You know, whenever whenever someone like in the chat, we were talking about how millennials and college students are pretty much, you know, people that want to rely more on the government and everything. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, whenever someone talks to me about it, I tell them something different. You know, I, I grew up in a household that's like, I mean, I, I'm liberal, but I was always told that if I wanted to get something, I would have to work for it. Yep. So exactly right now. Right now, I'm working towards transferring to USC for my film program. Ah, I'm to get into to filmmaking, and I've already started a YouTube channel talking about films and whatnot, uh, doing cool. movie reviews and other such stuff. And, and it's I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the point you hit on is very important, and and I've been thinking about this a lot lately um, because. I've had to kind of create some material and some explanations for what is it that led me away from the left, or at least led me to question my former liberal perspective and and why I view the world differently now. And the point that you hit on is exactly the point that I've arrived at, is that success in life is always two different factors combined. You need to have a good opportunity, and you need to have personal responsibility and initiative and effort put forth. When I think about how I've arrived at my place in life right now, everything has been a combination of those two things. When I went to school, you know, I worked hard in high school. I got good grades. I did all kinds of clubs and activities and stuff that got me opportunity to get to college, to get some grants, to get some scholarships, to have my parents help me out a little bit to, to educate myself, to better myself. And I worked hard to make good on that opportunity. And that's brought me to where I am now through, you know, a job or two um, brought me to here and even YouTube itself. YouTube has provided me with infrastructure and I have put forth a lot of hard work to try to be successful in that. And I really think the modern left is just abandoning that other part of the equation. You do need good opportunity. And I agree with them insofar as there may be a place for the government in providing that opportunity from time to time where private business fails. But the other Mm -hmm. part of that is you need to try hard and you need to make good on that opportunity. And that means stop bitching, stop protesting every damn little thing that doesn't matter. Start working to better yourself. Start trying hard, start making good on the opportunity. And I, as I'm burping up Coors Light here. (laughs) and, And for the longest time, like ever since my dad passed away when I was 10, you know, it's been it's been kind of a struggle. And at first, when I was like 12, 13 years old, I was I was always saying, well, you know, life itself is screwing me over. But it wasn't until high school that I just started. I don't know. It just started automatically clicking to me that I needed to work harder. So I just like, you know, so, you know, if I saw something that I really wanted to do, I would apply myself to try to try to work towards doing those things. Yeah. And it's got me to the point where I'm pretty much on the brink of trying to get into USC. I've got yeah. my first film out and I have 156 subscribers in one year with 25,000 views and 170 videos. And there and you hopefully, know. you know, over the next year, year and a half, it grows. But, you know, I, I try to apply myself to become better. Exactly. 
And and yeah. the attitude you're describing is exactly the right one. And and yeah. because it's not one and even on YouTube, like you're describing YouTube, YouTube itself is a microcosm here. How many YouTube creators do you know that feel like they're entitled to an audience? You're not. Sorry, you're not. You can yeah, create material. Not. You can create material, and if it's good, people will watch it because you're, that's what's great about YouTube is your material will rise or fall on its own merits, and that's what's awesome. You, yeah. you, just because you posted something on YouTube does not mean you're entitled to an audience. And if you don't get an audience, it's time to start being introspective and think about why people aren't watching it. And maybe you're creating something that's niche, and it's not going to mm -hmm. get a gigantic audience. And maybe you're happy with a small one that you have. And certainly my audience is small and I'm happy with what I have. And I do consider what I do somewhat niche, but I'm, I'm really glad to hear you say the things that you're saying because you got the right perspective. You got the level head and you got the drive and ambition to work hard for what you want. And that's what's important. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. My dad, he was, he was pretty young. He was pretty young when he died. He was like 33 mm. when he died. But I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. It, I mean, I get that all the time, and it's kind of like, it's kind of just that one thing that you always hear. It's like, oh, well, I kind of already knew that. Um, but you know, like he wanted to be a a former a, a formal like truck driving business type guy. So he would buy all the software he needed to try to make his own trucking company and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And even though he never got it, he still managed to get a goal that he actually wanted to see in his own lifetime, which was to uh, drive a million miles. Hmm. And he did. Hmm. He managed to drive a million miles over his seven-year trucking experience. And I can't remember, was it 46 or 48 states that he went to? I can't remember. In total, I think he went to 46, 46 states. That's very cool. I, yeah. I am a firm believer, for very personal reasons, that you measure life in quality and not quantity or duration. And um, based on that description, it sounds like although it may have been cut short, it does seem like he had a, a quality of experience. And so that's yeah, really awesome to hear. Yeah, I, I bet he did. I mean, I never really knew him very personally because, again, he was always on the road. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the only time where we would where we would actually discuss things together was over a slice of pizza while watching a, a movie on Friday nights. Yeah. You know, that was always a pastime for me and him. And now that I've grown up, you know, kind of want to keep that that sort of tradition alive by making movies that fu yeah. that future people want to want to get their their kids together to watch and maybe sometimes they'll put out a rated r film once in a while but you know it's you know it's just, it's just like the stories i want to tell yeah and hopefully i get to tell well, that sounds awesome, man. And um, I'll, I'll probably have to let you go because I gotta, I gotta get some other people in here. But uh, I do appreciate yeah, it. Definitely. And I, I'm, yeah, That's a, that's a really cool, really important personal story, and I'm happy to hear it. And hopefully, we'll be able to speak again. All right. Thank Good luck you. with your studies, man. All right, you too. Okay, we got some really cool, really interesting callers. I um, ah. I'm I'm always very humbled by the audience that I have, but the quality of audience that I have, you guys, and and uh, I don't get the chance to say that very much, um, but I, I do appreciate it. And there are some very cool people that listen to this stuff, and that's those are kind of the moments I have where I get a little sentimental and I get a little choked up and I I get a little um just emotional about uh, the quality of audience that's around you, and I really appreciate it. So thank you for that. Let's see here. We I just pulled in. So that was Spirit Man Studios. Curtis, you're still in. Uh, if you're 
ready to go. So speak up whenever you want. Next up is MM Bike. Oh boy. And there's just, there's a lot of people in the waiting room, you guys, some of whom I've already been to, but I don't know if I'm going to get through them all tonight. I'll try to do what I can here. MM Bike, you're good to go whenever you're ready to speak up. After that is Tubbs. Let's see if Tubbs is still in. Tubbs. Tubbs, you're up. Uh, if you're ready to go, speak up whenever you want. And as I pull you guys in, just chime in at will. Some of you guys have your mics muted or whatever. So as soon as you get it set up and good to go, just chime in. We'll figure it out. Uh, Marmoset. Marmoset is gone. Fox of Grey would be the next one. Fox of Grey, you're in if you're ready to go. And, and Mike Bike or MM mic bike. It looks like your mic is unmuted. So if you're able to, yes. Ah, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing well, man. Uh, it's been such a surreal 24 hours or so that I, I, uh, I don't know really what to say, but I'm really damn happy. It's been a happy 24 hours. How are you? I'm pretty psyched. What's on your mind? Oh, um, well you and blonde, I've been watching you guys since the beginning pretty much i've been watching you for like a good year and a half two years um well thank you you were in other podcasts but um (laughs) the podcast that shall not be named no i appreciate that man and one of the things as i'm getting sentimental about my audience for guys like you that have stuck around as my material has changed a lot i appreciate that tremendously because the scenery has changed the topics have changed everything's changed and i appreciate that a lot like your viewpoints and everything have changed. I remember back oh, yeah. then you were completely different. But um, I just wanted to say that um, the way I look at a society, I'm I'm a senior in high school, so I mean, mm-hmm. looking to go to college right now. But um, I did not have the liberty to vote in this election. Hopefully, next one. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just crazy to know that like people like you have changed my viewpoint on like the way I look at this election and elections to come and the fact that I have been raised in such a democratic household and have changed my viewpoint on just everything. I just wanted to say thank you for that. Oh man, you guys are killing me tonight (laughs) and it might be the two uh, Coors lights that are putting me (laughs) over the top. Um, But that means a lot to me because that is exactly how I feel about the people that I look up to that are in this business, the people like Milo, like Dave Rubin, like Steven Crowder, the people that I look up to and I really look forward to listening to and the people that have changed my mind on a lot of things. So to hear you say that um, means a hell of a lot to me, to be honest, and I really appreciate it. And to your point on the Democratic Party, I don't even want them to burn. I want them to recover. I want sanity to be restored. I want cooler heads to prevail. I want intelligent ideas to win again and i hope that they will yeah i i 100 agree awesome dude well um i i appreciate it i <laughs> i never know quite what to say to thoughts like that so other than my sincere and, and humble gratitude that's about all i can say okay thanks and have a good night yeah thanks you too man appreciate it and appreciate your patience tubs you're up uh and curtis and fox of gray you're still in uh let's see i can't even pronounce this name Ethrocephaloid is up next who is not here anymore okay hail pepe that's a name i like is hail pepe still in is she, is she, no looks like we've had some turnover um 
<laughs> small African-American, my guy is still around. Let's see if he's good to go. We've, we've heard from small African-American a few times. Tubbs, you're lighting up if you're ready to go. I don't know if you're able to speak, but chime in if you are. Small African-American, you're in. Um, and so any of you guys. Hey. Curious, hey, what's up, my dude? What's up, man? It's good to hear from you again. What's yep. going on? Uh, well, this has been a pretty crazy day. Yeah. This is, I really can't believe it happened. I, I thought he was going to lose. I didn't want I, him to. I was feeling reasonably optimistic, but you know, I, I, I did not yeah. predict what happened in the end. The idea that he would have the rust belt sweep kind of that he did. That's, that's quite amazing. Yeah, that was insane. He flipped Pennsylvania. I still can't believe that. Yeah, I'm that's, I'm shocked. That's crazy, and it was by like the smallest margin in the world. Yep. Oh man, that was. Yeah, but um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was gonna ask about um. Do you think uh the protests that are going on right now and the like threats for violence should be taken seriously at all? Well, I, I was kind of, um, and I haven't paid attention to the news for maybe the past three hours or so, because uh, I have to leave home and then come and get right back on this as soon as I'm finished up. But so I was surprised that there, at least what I'd seen, there weren't major violent episodes last night, but I was kind of worried maybe they would have waited until tonight because yeah. it's more official tonight. Last night it was still kind of up in the air, even though it was effectively over. But is there are there things that have happened tonight uh, that are going on because i might not even be aware there's not really uh as far as i know i don't know i'm not really looking at the news right now but as far as i know there's not really any violence that's happened just a lot of protests which but, sort of um, surprises me i mean protests are fine and, and i yeah, i'm all yeah, for their fine. right to protest even though they're dumb like i said i was on the one in phoenix where they're talking about the kkk yeah. like that's one where, uh, where i think oh, where was it i don't know where it was but like some people broke through a police barricade that's as far as i've seen it go which is hmm. isn't that bad but yeah i mean i am i'm surprised so i wonder like is the drop in violence because they realize that it doesn't work you're not going to win that way i was <laughs> tweeting out earlier today does black lives matter realize how much help they did for trump yeah because yeah. by the way they did so, a lot they got a lot of trump votes black lives matter did um, yeah those maybe they're they, finally they coming really, around, uh, realizing that really doesn't work screwed up Oh man, uh, that that backfired heavily on him. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't count out the violent left just yet. I don't think we're yeah. safe. From I mean, that. of course, there's empty Twitter threats of violence, which basically yeah, yeah. means nothing. But... Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'll be. Su- I am. I am pleasantly surprised that it appears that we've gotten away with this mostly violence-free so far. I did see reports of an active shooter in California at a polling place yesterday, but I'm not sure what what came of that. Oh, I yeah. think there were people shot, but I, I don't know if anyone too, died. But... Uh, it seems to have been small scale, although, you know, as small scale as an as shooting can be. Yeah. But um, it, sort of surprised. Like, I, I mean, remember how how vicious the, the Trump resistance was back in the spring? But think about it. I mean, we have evidence that they were paid. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> Maybe Hillary's <laughs> just not paying people anymore. I mean, is that possible? Or are they just defeated? Maybe a combination yeah, of both. This, this Twitter post was like, when you rigged the election, but you uh, accidentally deleted the emails or something. And it yeah, was, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so funny. God, um, so good to see her lose. Oh, yeah. the satisfaction. 
but I'm just, there's so much satisfaction going on for me tonight. I'm uploading about it tomorrow. It's not about Trump. It's about the joy of and, uh, watching smug upload that faces. Upload minute video of you laughing at the camera. Oh, is, is, was that you tweeting me earlier that today? Me. Yeah, okay. That yeah, that, that was a good oh, video man. idea. No, but, but yep. the, the true joy for me right now is watching smug faces getting forcibly unsmugged. Yeah. That is my joy. Just watching all those smug looks get washed away. Right and before not having... the election, they're oh, like, oh, so Hillary's awesome. got this on lock. Yeah. She's definitely going to win this. And then immediately after, they go into full damage control mode. Yeah. It's pretty great. All right. Well, any uh, any other thoughts or, or closing uh, ideas from you? Um, no. Nah. All it's, right, man. It's been a weird day. Yeah, well, hopefully a good say. day. Hopefully good weird, yep. not bad weird. Good but um, I'm sure we'll speak again, hopefully. Uh, if, All right. If, uh, hopefully on the show sometime soon. Otherwise on Twitter. Yep, of course. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks for having me on the show. Bye. Yep. Uh, Curtis and Fox of Grey, you're still in. I will uh, keep going as long as I can here, you guys. I appreciate those of you who have waited for a long time, chipping away at this waiting room as much as possible here. So that was Small African American. Marmoset would be the next one up if you're still waiting. Mark has been, I should have noticed Mark. Mark is a patron, so Mark gets to speak up whenever he wants. Mark, chime in whenever you like if you're able to. Um, Let's see. Marmoset is out. Hoof is out. James C., James C. still in. James C., you're still here, so uh, chime in whenever you like, if you're able to. Look out, we got. Let's try that. Look out, we got. Uh, if you are able to chime in, go ahead whenever you're ready. Dig hat would be the next one up. I'm just going to keep pulling you guys in, so if you get in, just speak up whenever you're ready. Dig hat uh, is in, slashes with claws. Slashes with claws, you're in. Okay, so I got like six people in here waiting to speak up. It looks like James and Lookout We Got are unmuted. Uh, and I see a little bit of a flash from James. Are you there, James? Might be on push to talk. So Hello, see. hello. Hey, uh, Slashes with Claws, what's up? Well, I heard someone's voice and <laughs> I thought it was Slashes, but maybe not. Now I see Dig chiming in. Somebody, somebody talk to me here. Uh, hey, how you doing? Hey, um, Fox. Might sound a little late. It's really oh, late. Now, it, now it slashes. Okay, what's going uh, on? Oh, wait, no, I, I see the problem. I've got the, let me switch the um, sound around. Okay. Uh, I can't hear you on, oh, never mind. I'll just say my question. Okay. So maybe the so problem is, just oh, um, go for it. simple thing uh, with the uh, <clears throat> sorry with the uh, election polls leading up to it the the media was so wrong uh, they didn't call anything right pretty much I mean they had Minnesota Wisconsin Pennsylvania. They called all those for uh, those for uh, Clinton instead of Trump. And, you know, I mean, the whole Rust Belt thing, it makes me wonder, what is your opinion on the future of polling in general? Is there any kind of 
accuracy? Are people all going to rely on it at all? Or is it pretty much the media going to have to do something different? Well, I'd have to dig into the numbers a little bit to, to give a firm answer on this. Um, so the the states that flipped, the, the, I, for the most part, I, I do believe the polls got most things right. They called Florida. The polls were right in Florida. They were right in Ohio. They were no, right in North Carolina. They weren't. They underestimated Trump in the states that you mentioned. So that would be Wisconsin, uh, Michigan. They also underestimated him in Minnesota. Even if he, uh, she ends up winning Minnesota, they certainly underestimated him by four points or whatever the final was in Pennsylvania. So I guess the question would be. Are the polls wrong or is it possible that people just didn't answer them necessarily truthfully? And it might be a combination of both. I do believe there is a certain segment of the population that just didn't want to tell anyone that they were voting Trump because of the stigma associated with that. That said, I'm not sure that that accounts for all of the error that you're describing. So it's possible there are some methodological flaws with the polls. I uh, I just don't have a specific or sophisticated enough knowledge to to just to tell you whether they were wrong or not to tell you what the future of polling is, any of that sort of stuff. But there's no question that they were wrong. Maybe to a degree more than is acceptable. That said, um, based on the polling that was out, the, the real clear politics is averages that we shared on Sunday's show on the podcast. We looked at a lot of these States. And if you go back on Sunday's podcast, blonde and I, and, and our guest biggest Mikey, we looked through these States and said, look, here's a path. He could win these states based on this polling where is where he is ahead or tied. And a lot of that path ended up becoming a reality. We didn't predict necessarily predict. I did. I certainly didn't predict he was going to have a sweep of Wisconsin, Michigan and Pennsylvania. That's an absolute shock. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I, I I'm comfortable saying that the polls were entirely wrong. It, it seems like there was a, enough of a margin of error in the polls that it ended up being consequential. But uh, let's also remember who was, who was the guy who started being cautious about the results of this, you know, 24, 48, however many hours before the election, Nate Silver, the, the dude who pegged it in 2012 was walking back the Clinton optimism based on the same map we're looking at, um, before, before election day. So the smart minds, the elite polling minds like Nate Silver had seen that there was something to brew in here that, that wasn't necessarily looking good for Hillary. And don't listen to Huffington Post who said it was 98% or whatever. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. There's just yeah, something the polls didn't Post capture this time insane. around. Yeah, there's some, I, you're, I do think you're right to say there's something the polls didn't capture. And I think we do need to figure out what it is. But I, I, I wouldn't be confident in telling you what that is right now. Yeah, there's a lot of people were saying about the... What, what was the term? The secret Trump voters or the... Uh, yeah, the, the shy Trump voters. Shy, the, that's yeah. it. And I, yeah, I, I do think that's a real phenomenon. I, I'm comfortable and, speculating uh, that. I think least. it was interesting, though, seeing some of the mainstream media people who are like, oh, shy Trump votes? Oh, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, well, there was no, equal no, speculation for shy Hillary voters. And it's like there's, the stigma's not the same. If you come out as a Hillary voter, maybe someone tweets you a Pepe. You know, but they don't try to get you fired. They don't try to punish you. They don't try to do all these crazy things that they do for people that support Trump. So I never bought that from the start. The shy Hillary voter as an equivalent was just garbage. All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's it. Appreciate you have it, man. Good evening, I guess. Th and thanks for your patience, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you again. All right. See you around. Have a good one. Uh, Curtis, Dighat, Fox, James, you guys are still in. Uh, chime in whenever you want. 
Next up, Lala Lena, if she's still here. Uh, she might have had to dip out. No, she is still here. She is still here. Lala Lena, whenever you're ready to chime in, go ahead. Ah, she's out. Darn it. Um, Jerilis. Jerilis. She might have had to leave too. Narrowing it down here. Ah, uh, Dig. Uh, Fox or Dig, whoever's chiming in, go right ahead. Uh, Fox, you can go first. Oh, all right. Um... I was just curious when I, like I was discussing with the with this with a couple friends of mine, but um, uh -huh. it's sort of a weird question. But you know about like local and shokum, right? Those kinds of things. What do you think of? Sorry, what? Can you repeat that? Local and shokum, basically just Japanese um, <laughs> Japanese child porn anime. I I am not familiar, but okay, that's <laughs> okay. The concept of ch virtual child pornography. Virtual. Okay, so it's virtual. Yeah, so yeah, something like that. Do you think that should be legalized? Honestly. Oh boy. That... Yeah. Um. Look, this uh, top of the head, and without digging into this, without thinking about it on a deep level, I'm going to go with a gut reaction here and tell you why. I do think that it should be legal, uh, because the reason that child pornography is not covered under free speech grounds is because there's an actual child who is harmed. There's an actual child who is depicted. There's an actual child who is potentially harmed for life by child pornography. And um, virtual child pornography, like let's assume you're doing it with digital graphics or someone drawing a picture or whatever, provided there's no actual child used in its production, do, do I approve of it? Do I, If my friend watches it, do I think he's kind of weird and gross and messed up? Absolutely. But would I say that it should be made illegal? I'm probably not. Probably not would be my... Uh, my gut reaction to that. Do you have I'm, a a differing opinion? Well, I mean, um, it's I mean, something like that that wouldn't be protected under the First Amendment because you know it's obscene material, you know that sort of stuff. You know, huh? is that is that actually ruled on? Because that might be uh, yeah, I'm not the Miller, yeah, the Miller law. I think it, it's either called the Miller law or Miller test, but basically it's a test to like. See if something's under the First Amendment, and one of the requirements is that it can't be obscene. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm 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 blowing smoke if I pretend to know the finer details of all of this right now. But, um, but I mean, I don't, my answer would be as uncomfortable as it is. I don't think that that should be illegal. Well, I just posted what it is in the text chat is a Wikipedia page, but you can hmm. go read it for yourself. So yeah, there you go. That's, it's interesting to think about. I love thinking about these like boundaries of free speech type uh, ideas because the absolute, I mean, as much as we hate the social justice warriors or I hate the social justice warriors who really want to restrict speech uh, on crazy lines that are not workable, the absolutist who believes that everything, literally everything, including, <laughs> including child pornography and through, including credible threats, including all those things, that is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum that's also hard to defend. So I really love, I, I'm certainly more towards the absolutist side of it than towards the social justice warrior end of the spectrum as my college is calling me for money right now, but they're getting ignored. Um, there are there are gray areas like this that need to be sorted out. So I always love thinking about those. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good discussion to have. I mean, some like, let's say, the um, Westmore Baptist Church, they pretty much have the right to actually 
speak for what they want, but they can't actually act upon what they say, basically. Mm. Something like that. Well, the great thing about Westboro Baptists, and I will always defend them, not necessarily the content of what they say, but they have pushed and tested the boundaries of free speech in this country in a meaningful way that matters. And and I'm not saying we should be grateful to them necessarily. I don't know if I'd go that far. But the, their contribution to the way our country has, has established the lines of free speech is meaningful. And um, to that extent, uh, Westboro Baptist matters, even though it's just a family of whatever, how many people these days. I think Fred Phillips died, I think, a couple of years back, I think. It might yeah. Been, yeah. He's out, so I think it surely helps us run the current. And then I think they have that one dissident family member, I forget who, but someone who has kind of like been exiled or left the family and doesn't agree anymore or whatever. But yeah, it's probably not gonna not gonna be much for them going forward. But um but I appreciate the question, man, and it's interesting to think about. Yeah, I'll I mean, to, I'll have yeah. to go back and check some of that case law and figure out where I stand on that stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I said, interesting to actually have this discussion. Why not? Just Hello? bring up this sort of stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'll let you go, Fox, and uh, we'll see if James can chime in here. But uh, I appreciate it. Have a good night, and thank you for your patience. Hi, uh, you're welcome. Have a good day. Also, well. I <laughs> Donald Trump is the best. He's gonna make America great again. <laughs> I'm just I'm looking at your uh, your profile here. I've got a pop up because I'm I'm moving you about now, but I see you got a MAGA like anime avatar. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Monster Musume, it's a great anime. Just go watch it, man. Sweet. It's good. It's, it's, that's the stuff. It's All right, shit. dude. I'll link you to a, I'll link you to the anime if you want. Um, just go down and one out. Anyways, yeah, I'll see you later. Later, so, dude. With you more time. Appreciate later. it. Uh, James, if you're ready to go, chime in whenever you want. Dig Hat, too, uh, whoever wants it, if you guys are able to speak up. I'm able to speak up. Cool. Go for it. What's going on? Um, I'm just, fucking excited i mean first brexit then the cubbies winning the world series now trump i mean it's a great someone time tweeted maybe the they tweeted me maybe the vikings will win the world series and i was like okay that's nonsense that's oh, where no. to draw the line <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hello? uh if you uh james i can hear you uh so you're in if you can just give us one moment uh we'll get dig hats uh question here and then uh, i'm happy to hear from you james yeah um i was just wondering um if you thought like the media made a shot themselves in the foot with their projections of an outstanding Hillary win. Um, even so much that there were false prints this morning of a Hillary win on a lot of magazines and newspapers. The only ones I saw, like I saw Newsweek that had a Madam President cover, but they also had a, a like a President Trump cover. I think. I think some of those... I don't want to characterize as misprojections because I think some of those are just prepped in case of either event. Like I was, I was thinking too, to the, we know that the Super Bowl loser, like those t-shirts go to the third world. So people are wearing like Carolina Panthers, Super Bowl champion t-shirts in the third world. Are they also reading Newsweek about how Hillary is the first female president? Uh, were there any that went, so I don't necessarily fault a publication for prepping a print in advance. Cause as soon as it's final news, you need to get that out there. It's, it's, you know, it's business. You got to get the product out there and you got to sell it. Were there any that had, were there any publications that were out there for sale or for consumption with the wrong projection? Cause that I haven't seen. I've just seen like prepared products that were ready to go when the, when the news was final. 
Yeah, I mean, I I just saw the the Newsweek on uh, the Donald this morning, and mm. I just I thought it was personally pretty funny. Um, and I mean, it was in uh, it wasn't a grocery store, so they were planning on selling those uh, articles. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I guess if I'm going to defend them, you kind of have to, you know. I mean, if you're going to have it out right away, you kind of have to prepare in advance. So I, I'm not comfortable saying that it's a it's a wrong projection, but to your point, people like Huffington Post were saying 98% chance of Hillary win. There was some I didn't necessarily read people's projections. I did look at the Real Clear Politics polling averages and figure it out, and just look at people I trust and look at it myself and try to figure out what's going on here, because I don't necessarily trust people like the Huffington Post for sure to be impartial and objective with their projection. So there's definitely some element of, of what you were talking about. I really had a problem too. The New York Times was posting promoted tweets, so paid tweets on Twitter, where they were posting early vote results in North Carolina that were the conclusion was confidence in a Hillary win. And it's not only did that turn out to be wrong, but that seems manipulative to me too. Like if you're in North Carolina or if you're in North Carolina and someone's publishing, uh, looks like Hillary's going to win. Maybe you don't, maybe that makes you apathetic. You know, maybe you don't vote. And in the end, Trump won it anyway. So there were certainly examples of media going beyond objectively reporting and seeming to, to meddle in, uh, in the election. I, I don't like that at all. So hopefully that is something that will go away. And hopefully the fear of being as wildly wrong as they were this time around will scare them away next time. I hope, but, um, <laughs> this was, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of shocked faces. There are a lot of shocked people around right now. Yeah. I mean, I was watching until, um, probably about midnight, uh, my time. Um, that's when it was announced and I was yeah. just, are you uh West coast? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in Spokane. Actually, you mentioned huh. that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Drive through Spokane sometimes if I'm on the way out to Portland or Seattle, I, I drove through Spokane in the spring this year. So, although I don't, I haven't really hung out in Spokane too much, to be honest. I couldn't tell you much about it. It's a nice little town. I mean, yeah. Are you going bad. to school there? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a carpenter. I ah, uh, work. Yeah. Cool. 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 Well, awesome, dude. Uh, any uh, any other thoughts or any um any not really. I mean, remarks? I was uh, I was laughing pretty hard at uh, John Podesta last night, saying, "Oh no, we're not going to say anything, and um, <laughs> <laughs> just just go home, go to sleep. You know, we're not going to say anything." Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, all the faces, all the disappointed faces of all the most confident people is the most satisfying thing tonight. I love it. All right. Well, we'll let you go, Dig Hat. Uh, call in anytime. Hopefully, we'll hear from you in the future again. Yeah, take care, man. Have a good night. Thanks for your patience. Yeah. James, you're still in if you're ready to go. Hey, can you hear me? Yep, I can. Hey, hey Matt, how's it going? I am doing well, man. Trying to make it through this marathon show here but it's a great night to do it i couldn't be happier yeah. and uh couldn't be uh, uh, I, I don't know surprised happy well just stoked all around it's a good time yeah i appreciate you uh pulling through the night i was uh it's cool to talk to you i've been a fan yeah. of yours for like uh, close to a year now well thanks for your patience and thanks for supporting the show i really appreciate that yeah just uh before i get to my question make a quick comment about when podesta came out instead of clinton uh were you thinking like in the back of your head like 
the next day Clinton is about to come out and say Putin is like uh, just hack the election for Trump. Oh, so I wasn't actually even watching their their. So just so I'm clear on the facts, you're saying last night because Hillary didn't speak last night, but Podesta just came out and spoke for her. Is that what happened? Because I wasn't actually watching her her yeah, live he, crap. He came out. He came out once it was clear that Trump was going to win. He said, "Hey, everyone, go get go home." Get some yeah. rest. You still got to count the votes. Yeah, I went to bed around midnight mountain time. Like as soon as Pennsylvania was called, I tweeted out. I was like, Pennsylvania is called. Orange is the new black. Night, night. And I went to bed because <laughs> that it's clear to me. If you lose Pennsylvania, it's over. So I didn't see any of the Podesta stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But but so you were saying, was I expecting her to come out today and deliver a bunch of conspiracy theories? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I just kind of like half is a joke. Just because that was the first well, impression I got when I saw Podesta come out i i will say and i was saying earlier i i thought her concession speech today all things considered was quite good to be honest i thought tim kane maybe took a couple unnecessary jabs that were kind of dumb but for the most part i thought hillary did a pretty good job the only thing i was annoyed by is how she constantly kind of claims representation for all women that i just don't think is justified but but she did say look trump won let's give him a, an open mind and a fair chance to lead and we should work together and we should come together. And, and I appreciated that. I really did. And she wasn't conspiratorial. She wasn't crazy. She wasn't insane. And even though I dislike her, and I think probably the vast majority of this audience does, that is an incredibly difficult spot. And she is, at the end of the day, believe it or not, at least I believe she is still a human <laughs> like the rest of us. As Maybe some sort of cyborg. I don't know. But I do not envy that spot that she was in at all. Now, of course, she had a huge role in creating that spot that she was in. So she, it's not like she's innocent. But that's a tough spot. And I thought, all things considered, she did a pretty good job. And I was satisfied with it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, just to move on to my question. Uh, sorry if it's a bit too broad, but once the uh, great triggering passes and the the reactions start to subside. Uh, do you think that this is going to change the behavior of the mainstream media at all? Do you think they'll stop with the uh, catapult of adjectives that they throw at everybody? Or do you think they're going to double down? Ooh, uh, I don't know if I can predict their behavior. I would expect that they will go after President Trump equally as hard as they did candidate Trump. But I think the damage is already done, to be honest. I I think the sinking trend you see in cable news will continue and the rising trend in alternative media will also continue. And if there's anything positive to come from this election, there's a lot of things that are positive to come from this election, but the complete exposure of the mainstream media has been glorious and awesome and everyone should celebrate it no matter what side you're on because they're completely exposed as the frauds and the liars that they are. And... Now people realize with the, the the way information is exchanged and how freely it's exchanged, you can log on to YouTube. You can log on to Twitter. There are plenty of people who are much more interested in telling the truth than CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News or any of these cable channels are. And I don't think anyone's going to go back and trust them after the, the, the disaster, after the completely shoddy job that they did on this election. Why would you? Because, I mean, ultimately, the media's failure led a lot of people off of cable news and into these alternative media forms where they liked what they saw. That's what the numbers show. They liked what they saw, so they developed some loyalty. There's a lot more loyalty in alternative media now than there is for the mainstream media, and I don't know why that would change. Even if the mainstream media 
cleaned up its act and started being much more objective and truthful, they've already lost the battle for loyalty. So, I mean, they're going to need a mess up on the part of alternative media to turn people off to that and have them go back. I just don't see it. I think they dug their own graves. Maybe they'll accept their death peacefully. Maybe they will scream racist one more time with their gasping breath, but they're done. They're done. They're not coming back. That's what I think. I don't think they can uh, pull out at this point. Um, Just whatever small collection of uh, zombies that still watch them. Yeah. Uh, the old you know, people who are going to die soon, to be honest. Like, the, yeah, yeah, I hate to be audience, morbid, but it's true. Their audience is literally dying off. Yeah, uh, quite literally. So yeah, I think they're going to just keep ratcheting it up until, I don't know, the uh, the uh, bill collector guy shows up in front of CNN and is like, hey, you, you're not profitable anymore, so we're yeah. just going to ditch you. Yeah, that's probably what it'll take. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, man. The downfall of a lot of terrible people is uh, something I'm taking great enjoyment in right now. So then certainly the cable news channels are part of that. So I'm excited to see how it goes. But um, we'll let you go, man. I'll see if I can get a couple more callers in here. But I appreciate your patience and um, and obviously your support for the channel and all that stuff. All right, man. Take care. Thank you kindly. Let's see. Whew. Uh, I'm chipping away. I think we're in good shape. I think I can probably, I'm going to try to just get through all the call. I'm this far. Let's see if we can get through the callers that are here. Uh, let's see. Jerilis is not here. KY Docs. KY Docs, you're up. And Curtis, you're still in if you're able to talk. KY Docs, you can chime in if you're ready. Unstoppable. All right. Hey, how's you it going? Can you hear me? I hey. can. All right. Let me turn this down. Uh, hey, I finally got a hold of you. Uh, awesome. Hey, well, thanks for your patience. I know it's been a long one. Yeah, uh, great show, man. Appreciate uh, it. Let me ask you, uh, now, what do you think would be the best way for, like, uh, Trump to handle uh, things? Uh, you know, like, I know that I've been really hard on uh, Hillary and uh, been hating on her, and I mm-hmm. want her to go to prison really yeah. bad. But but let's face it, uh, you, with all the protests going on and how uh, everybody's just devastated at this point, I'm just wondering what Trump could do personally. I mean, I've been dwelling on this all day and thinking what he can do uh, to like move this along. Uh, I keep thinking of pardons, but uh, do you mean Hillary specifically or just kind of our cultural divide generally? Well, well, Hillary, I think she, he's going to have to pardon her or well, maybe not personally. I'm thinking maybe if he was to talk with Obama, because in a way I think this could tie it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if he can get Obama, like maybe make a statement if Obama will uh, like pardon, say people like uh, Snowden, Manning and Assange. Well, I don't think he can uh, pardon Assange uh, because uh, you know, he's it's uh, issues in another country, but like mm-hmm. uh, Snowden and Manning, uh, and uh, there's one fella who uh, I believe took uh, selfies on a ship uh, that's in jail right now, all for like small violations. Whereas you get uh, Hillary that uh, just blew it out of the water with this email stuff. Yeah, you know? that's interesting. I mean, I, I never really thought of like, if you were to let her go, what does that say to the people who Hello? are being punished for very similar crimes? Sorry, I did it. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering if uh, get Obama to maybe pardon them and then uh, you can't pardon, I guess, uh, Hillary just yet, just on the basis that uh, she hasn't been charged yet. No, you can. You can pardon whenever, oh, you can? actually. Okay, yeah. well, uh, well, Nixon. I did. And I was that. 
Uh, yeah, and I actually didn't either because I was looking into this for a video last week, and so it was fun to sit down and sort out all these details. So if you remember, Nixon was actually pardoned before he had ever been uh, charged, before he was ever indicted, before he was ever put on trial, before he was ever convicted. Uh, all Ford did was say, I hereby pardon Nixon for any crimes that may have been related to this whole ordeal. And, and Obama could do the exact same thing. And then she's um, off the hook for at the federal level anyway. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I did not realize that. And I guess I mean, Trump I, could, Trump could do it too. Um, it, it is this, we've had a couple of people kind of hit on this tonight or hit on this theme. Like, do you want vent? Do you want like iron fisted justice for her? Do you want that Trump that was at the debate? That's like, I will appoint a special prosecutor and you don't want me as president cause you'll be in jail. Or should we use this as an opportunity to just move along and come together? I, I, I'm sympathetic to the idea that maybe it's time to come together and put this in the past. However, I'm wary of the idea that we just treat this like it's a non-issue. My frustration with the email issue this whole time has been there's too many people who don't grasp the severity of it. I, I, I'm no, I don't like the idea of just being like, oh, it's okay that you may have put U.S. personnel abroad at risk that you may have put classified information uh, vulnerable to to foreign intruders. That's not okay. And I don't like the precedent that it's just no big deal. So maybe there's some sort of compromise that we can reach that's like, we will not prosecute this. However, <laughs> this can't happen again. This can't be a thing. We need to treat this seriously. I don't know. Well, I, I can see both arguments. See uh, swept under the rug. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, people need to know about this. They need to know who was in the wrong and who was in the right. But I'm just wondering if it's just something that, like I said, it pains me because I would really love to see her in orange, but uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just, she, uh, cause she deserves it. But yeah. uh, it's, I guess it, as much as I want it, uh, the people, I don't know if there's any way they're going to get past it. And uh, if we can somehow show that Trump is somebody who thinks of the country before even his own desire to uh, get uh, hmm. some, some kind of vengeance. And uh, like I said, I don't I don't want it. But I do believe that, yeah, people need to know about what she's done. She needs yeah. to uh, maybe even fess up to some of it. Uh, ah, or, you know, maybe that's I don't know a part of the compromise. To, I'd be willing yeah. to accept that. I'd be willing to accept that if there was sort of an admission of um, some wrongdoing. And, and you got to remember, if there's a pardon in place, it is an admission of guilt. So that's the way it works. Oh, there you go. So obviously there's no criminal penalty for it, but it is an admission of guilt. So... Maybe like a pardon in combination with like a nicely worded letter. <laughs> we'll start there at least. Um, but we got to treat this. We got to treat, as Trump says, the cyber. We got to treat the cyber seriously going forward. This is going to be a very serious part of our international security in the 21st century. And one of the things that's frustrating is I think we have a lot of candidates at the federal level, at the high level, clearly Trump himself and Hillary are both not technologically literate people. They don't have a, a keen understanding, in my perspective, of some of the details of technology and how all these things work. Yeah, and more so. I do, I do think she acted think. maliciously. I do believe she did, but I do also believe there's a high, there's a degree of this that's just sheer ignorance, to be honest, like sheer unfamiliarity and, and stupidity. Well, I'm uh, I'm sure there was some stupidity involved, uh, you know, uh, getting the maid to get 
her stuff and yeah yeah i mean uh, there are clearly although, elements of intention for sure you don't you don't have a private server by accident that's not I, there's yeah. not one in my house not one that i've installed and maintained of but, course that's not even touching all the corruption with uh, the clinton foundation and everything yeah. so that's yeah. a whole that that uh, might uh, when it comes out might be even more devastating than the emails as, as far as uh, the kind of character she has not yeah. just the the failure of her ability to keep confidential uh, things uh, safe but just yeah. uh, her and bill's character for sure uh, but anyway I, I i'll let you move on next person uh yeah but, uh, i wonder if you could put out i'm just curious because i i've been inhaling this eating uh eating sleeping uh, and breathing uh the election curious yeah. what your sources your personal sources that you recommend are uh, so you know yeah shoot. so that's that's a really interesting question and i um i would always i wouldn't i would i would hesitate to recommend a specific source, not because I feel like Sarah Palin put on the spot right now, like what newspapers do you read? No, um, because all of them, no matter your source, you're dealing with something provided by a person. And that's true, whether it's the New York Times, whether it's Huffington Post, whether it's Breitbart, or whether it's me or Paul Joseph Watson or whoever, you're dealing with information that is delivered to you through the filter of a person. And some people are more accurate than others, granted, but there is basically no one I know of who has a spotless record or a monopoly on factual accuracy and the truth. So my answer is try to just, if there's something you're looking into, if there's a particular event or a particular set of facts you're interested in, diversify the sources as much as possible. Just try to acquire as much information as possible because if you have a bunch of sources, the facts will kind of become corroborated or some things will contradict each other and you'll have to sort out which one of them is true or if a combination of them is true. So that's, that's kind of my answer. Uh, I could give you a shit list of things I don't trust at all, <laughs> but in terms of um, like go-to sources of confidence, I don't necessarily have those. Um, I, I just try to combine as much diverse information as possible. That That's sort of well, you, my theory, but you know, some people have you their do an awesome sources. job. You do an awesome job. I, uh, I appreciate it. One of my most trust. You are personally one of my most trusted sources. So. Oh, now the pressure's on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't just mess okay, around well, and um, eat ice cream instead. I got. <laughs> well, I'll I gotta let you get on hard. next person. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. That's high praise, and um, I don't take that lightly. So thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And thanks Bye -bye. for your patience as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okie doke. Curtis, you're still in, man. Uh, if you're able to speak up, you got the, the floor whenever. Unstoppable is still in here. Unstoppable, you're up if you're able to speak. Let's see. We've got some repeats. I have I moved through everybody? Look out we got. Jesus Christ. Slashes with the claws. I think I've moved through mostly everybody who is posted in the roll call. How about this? If you're still here and you still want to speak up. Okay. So ask for Matt is still here. I'll pull you in. If you're still here and you still want to speak up, can you guys just start posting in the roll call now? Um, so we got some fresh ones that have just come in recently. Kestrel just posted in and we'll see who's still here and who's still waiting. Kestrel, I'll see if I can get you in and thank you for your, Oh, maybe Kestrel dipped. Um, Hail Pepe's here, and I see Hail Pepe typing. Uh, ask for Matt. Hail Pepe, you're up uh, if you want. 
Mark looks like he might be good to go. And I think I've actually spoken with everyone else who wants to speak. So you guys might get last word tonight. Okay. Uh, Hail Pepe. Congratulations on your big victory. <laughs> yeah. Um, that picture. It's a, I just found it on Twitter one day. Oh, I'm just looking. Really I got to look at this. I haven't seen your avatar. I wish, I, I'm not set up to share this on screen, unfortunately. But this is, um, what is this? Like a tri-headed Pepe dragon or something? It's like a, it's like a Hydra. So, you know, like, you know, Hell Hydra back in like uh -huh. Nazi Germany. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. Third Reich themed Pepe is very cool. Very traditionalist. Yeah. <laughs> very safe. Yeah. Very awesome. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm a, I'm currently a senior in high school, and cool, dude. unfortunately, I did not get to vote because I'm only <sighs> 17. Bummer. Well, you got the result you wanted, maybe. I don't know if you're a Trump guy, but yeah, I would probably would have voted for Trump. Um, I, but I sort of assumed that with the Pepe, thing. but you never know. Maybe you're a Gary Jump. Maybe you're a Hillbot with Pepe. Just, I don't just... know. Hey, uh, oh. I can hear you, uh, Unstoppable. So I'll, I'll let you go in a second here if you can just hang on. I'm I'm definitely more of a Trump person. I I definitely think I'm a libertarian, but I do not like Gary Johnson. Testing. Hey, uh, you're you're good, Unstoppable. I'll, I'll let oh, you go good. in just a moment. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Cool, dude. Um. Yeah. So. The high school I go to, I live in Austin, Texas, so there's like liberals everywhere. <laughs> and my high school is like 100% liberal. I think I talked to one person today who actually put, or wanted Trump to win like me. Everyone mm -hmm. else was like super depressed. <laughs> so uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that the high schoolers care that much, to be honest. Yeah, I'm Not a lot of people were too. super political uh, when I was in high school, although I was, but yeah. I was a total libtard at the time. Yeah, I have a little sister who's in a, she's in elementary school and she's she's in second grade. But like, even like they talk about like Donald Trump's the worst like all the time. So hmm. it's like, it's so weird because I remember like back when I was in elementary school, I didn't care about like the Bush election in two thousand four, even like the two thousand eight election. I I barely talked about. I maybe talked about the two thousand twelve election a little. I was like in high school at that time. But no, it's just like way over the top this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, hopefully, I mean, this is a great time for people to realize like the insane, apocalyptic, ridiculous rhetoric uh, you, is kind of, it's it's ridiculous. It's exactly that. It's over the top. It's insane. It's a good time to um, to scale it back and come back to reason. We'll see if they do. But a lot of people are doubling down. I give high school kids a lot of deference because, you know, you're a young kid. You, I was a young kid when I was, I was a young idiot when I was in high school. So I, I, I'm not going to judge high school kids very harshly. But, yeah. um, you know, there's, uh, there's not a lot of reason for optimism because a lot of them are going to go to college and mm, get this, yeah. this crazy indoctrination as soon as they get there. So hopefully this stuff. I mean, I don't uh, think, I don't think my high school's that bad at the indoctrination. I think it's just, uh, it's just that it's in Te Austin, Texas. Yeah. So it's just the culture of the city, not necessarily the school. Yeah, like, that might be true. Like, I mean, as long as your teachers aren't actively indoctrinating no, you, you can't no, really help what the culture of the students is necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I don't think there's a huge SJW population at my school, but there's a lot of like left. It's like 
a lot of people just say like there's liberals and then there's leftists or SJWs, but I I separate SJWs from leftists because I mean what's a the lot distinction of the, in your mind? A lot of people at my school like they make fun of SJWs, but I don't think they realize that they're like buying into the same stuff. Like they use the buzzwords too. Yeah, and, and I'm not like I'm not the kind of person who just doesn't talk about anything. I just I, I I posted a lot on Facebook. I eventually just got off Facebook since I got tired of it. Yeah, I'm pretty much off so Facebook like entirely. And it's awful right now. It's diseased. It is yeah. ridiculous. It's just <laughs> full just of the worst people today. bitching. Yeah. And it was really bad. Um, yeah. But I mean, like they know they know I've supported Trump. Mm-hmm. So and they don't like think I'm racist or anything. But I mean, they, they still use the buzzwords when talking about Trump himself. So like, that's why I think there's like an in-between. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you got a level head and hopefully um, you'll be able to make it through the high school time here with sanity. Um, but uh, in the meantime, congratulations to your green friend and looks like maybe some cultural things will be changing in the meantime. So that's that's exciting. But uh, any, any real quick before I let you go, any, so you're graduating what in the spring here? Any plans after that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've already been accepted into uh, my school of choice. It's Abilene Great. Christian University. And that's in Abilene, Texas? Yeah, so Great. a lot more conservative than Austin. Well, so good luck, man. Uh, and hopefully that works and out I'm, for you. And hopefully I'll hear from you in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll also be majoring in journalism probably. Cool. Well, you can save the dying media scene, hopefully. <laughs> I hope, yeah. If it's yeah. not dead by the time I get out of college. Oh, it will be. Yeah, it will be. That's Don't true. worry. And that's a good opportunity for you, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good night, man. I appreciate it. You too. <clears throat> Hello. Okay. So, yep, Mark, you're in, dude. What's going on? I'm glad you guys have been able oh, to cool. get in. So, Mark, Lala, Lena, asked for Matt. You guys have been waiting the whole show, I think, and we've had some weird issues. Oh, actually, before I let you speak up, Mark, Unstoppable, you're still in here. I should let you go before um, the rest oh, no, of the no, no, no. I, I can, I, I, if I go last, I get the most time. So, okay. If home- you, if you want last word, I will give you a last word because I think oh, I, I would appreciate that. And I would be a wonderful thing. Everyone. I'm just going to say, if you want to speak up, put your name in the, in the roll call now. Otherwise I'm going to go with this group that's in here for the final word. Unstoppable. will get the last word. As far as the rest of you, I'll let you go in any order you prefer. Mark was up first, but if you want to yield, uh, the first, um, word here, Mark, uh, I'll let you do that. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but you're a little soft. This is ask for Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's breaking up my. Yeah, sometimes the connection is just weird and spotty on Discord, unfortunately. So I'm kind of getting every other word for you. I'm Tell using you my phone right now. Ah, okay. So let's try Mark since I can hear Mark loud and clear. What's going on, man? All right, well. I can finally get some sleep now that the election is finally over and I'm yeah. celebrating with a slice of Oreo cake I got from the diner. Ah, nice. Oreo cake is a winner. Yeah. Um, my, my, I don't know if I just sent you an email question. I don't know if you got it, but I figured I, I like did. I've been so far behind today that I wasn't able to get to it, but um, yeah, no, it's, I feel like it's a long-term question to answer. I just wanted to okay. like propose it and, and see if we, if we can get any thoughts over time, but yeah, I uh, just, to get any listeners to come up with their uh, ideas as well, I'll just ask it really briefly here. But 
Um, I think these first few days is a good time to like shame these SJWs and make them, you know, I, I mean this jokingly, of course, but make them as miserable as possible. But then soon, I think, you know, we need to like figure out how to, because we won, which is excellent, but it was so close and we lost the popular vote. I mean, we have a lot of work to do and, you know, I think we're on good grounds to, you know, make some headway, but yeah, we, we have to figure out as like a collective how to, how to talk to these people and make them, uh, you know, think critically. And I see some people that are doing like what I was saying, trying to make them miserable and they're coming on like really like they're coming on way too strong in these like Facebook thread arguments and yeah. in, in a sense, I'm glad that they're on our team and I'm like, I'm happy that they're so like passionate about our viewpoints, but at the same time, they're pushing these people away and they make them not want to engage. And I think that we were on track to have enough people, people's interest carry over past the election season into just regular, you know, the next four years. So, yeah. Uh... This is an interesting debate. It's kind of a theme tonight. Do you want a, an iron fist on these people or do you want to be more sympathetic and and more understanding and more open? I mean, they've spent the, la- the better part of the last year demonstrating how not open they are. And, and I, I want to have a reasonable conversation with everyone, people with whom I disagree, people with whom I disagree, uh, people with whom I agree. I want everyone at the table. The problem is you got to agree to the terms of participation at the table. And that means the discussions that are based on reason and not on insults and not on shutting people down with stupid buzzwords. That means that you have to share the goal of wanting to win the argument on the merits of the facts, merits of the reasoning, and that you are able to lose gracefully when you do lose. And you're able to admit that you're wrong when you are wrong. So maybe there's some tough love that will get them to do that. I, I don't know. How do, how do we deal with the, what's the final solution to the SJW question? That's what we're really getting at here. Yeah, it's it's going to be a hard Yeah. yeah. We'll but have I'm, to figure yeah. it out as we go. Yeah, so I was just going to, to anyone that, that's listening, we could try to like come up with ideas together. But basically, I think that like the simplest thing that we could come up with is like conversational tactics and certain ways and places to engage these people in conversation what to say yeah. what not to say like i yeah. had one person that was that commented like oh i never knew america was so racist and i, <sighs> and I just commented so you know, dumb have you ever considered the possibility that your view of the world could be not correct you know yep and they replied no and i don't know if they were doing that stubbornly or if they if they were actually like hmm, i don't know no they're not sarcastic they're serious and that's the problem that's they're the problem. emotionally programmed yeah Oh, uh, that's ask for yeah. Matt chiming in. So now that I've got you, it seems like your voice is working. If you want to chime in real quick, uh, get your thought or question in before we lose you again. And thank you for your patience and your continued uh, tweeting and all that stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah. it's um, Well, where do I start? Um, I wish Blonde could have been here. I, I don't know if she'll <sighs> hear the podcast. Everyone wishes or Blonde would be here. But I'll get you in um, at the top of the show since you've been waiting for forever. I'll get you in at the top of the show if we can get the connection working. I, and you... Yeah, I think I figured out um, it's our Wi-Fi here. AT&T sucks. Hmm. Oh, did but, you guys um, see that Verizon in the meme? No, what one's that? It's the one... Um... I, th- I think you might have seen it, but you just don't remember at the moment, but it's the one where it shows all the counties that Trump won, and it said Trump has more oh, coverage yeah. than Verizon. Yeah, that's probably now. true. It's a lot of red. A lot of red. <laughs> more red than Verizon. That's probably accurate. Yeah. But, 
what uh what is on your mind i don't know i'll have to fill in for blonde i can try to give the blonde perspective <laughs> i don't okay. know i might fail is that to me or the other person no no i was i was speaking to you uh well i don't know what to call you uh, do you want me to call you my ask name is for Matt? Steven. yeah we'll my go name Steven. Is Steven. All, right. all right um um well my boyfriend and i live here in houston mm-hmm. and it's got a heavy hispanic population yep and uh i've heard i've heard some of my family members you know complaining about illegal immigration and uh i think the general consensus is that it applies to hispanics but uh in a lot of ways it 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 should be colorblind but anyway um ah crap i forgot how to i forgot how to phrase the question i've been on so long uh, that that is unfortunate that's the unfortunate aspect of waiting a million years and i regret that because um i don't know maybe someday down the line we'll figure out how to organize this show better but as long as it's just me this is all i can do but so you're thinking about the idea that the that our policy towards immigration appears appear people always want to make that a hispanic issue when it's really not it goes beyond uh mexico it goes beyond hispanic ethnicity it goes uh, it, it, it's involved in a lot of different countries and a lot of different cultures. But so were you thinking of something, something well, that I was irritated you along I those lines that, or what? I know that you and blonde live up North and, uh, I've heard her perspective on it. Like how she, uh, is, a, is against illegal immigration. She's very blunt yep. about it. And, uh, but I, I'm wondering, you know, how can, uh, does it affect y'all in a different way? Because some of the complaints that um, people are having down here, especially in Houston, is um, there's like a communication barrier or language barrier sometimes because there's some people that don't speak English and um, and it's not like the locals down here are intolerant. It's just, you know, it's hard to communicate. Yeah. And I think, I think the cultural gap is fair to raise. Uh, and I, you know, I can't speak for blonde on this issue because I just don't know what her experience is. I can tell you here in Montana, it's not necessarily a big time issue here in Montana, except for some of the refugee issues, which are um, actually very, people have had a, a lot of strong opinions on the refugee issues. But if you're talking about illegal immigration across the Mexican border, obviously, they don't get this far north, generally speaking. But I can also tell you that the harm that people perceive beyond the cultural differences that might be hard to overcome is the impact it has in driving down the wages for the American worker, uh, as well as um, uh, security issues. And I know, you know, there are some crime stats that suggest, well, these people aren't necessarily more criminal than the general population. That may be true. I, I haven't looked at the statistics. But the reality is that a crime committed in the United States by someone who shouldn't be here legally, even one, is too many. And I don't want U.S. citizens put at risk because we can't get it figured out, can't get our borders figured out. So the rate to me is is less significant than the fact that it's happening at all. There, there shouldn't be any crime coming from people who come in here illegally, ideally. So those are the, the negative consequences that people perceive, the impact on the worker and the security issue for just society at large. Um, and I think the cultural issue you're talking about is is important as well. I don't think that I don't think it's racist or culturally intolerant to be like, yeah, I mean, it's fine if it's fine if you're from this country and you speak this language, but you've come here, and it's time to assimilate. I don't I don't think that's a problem at all. If you've come, if you come to America, you should want to be American. Doesn't mean we're going to make languages illegal. 
necessarily. Maybe some people would say that. Maybe Blonde would say that. I don't know. But uh, I, you responded to one of my tweets whenever I responded in Spanish, and you were like, I think I kind of understood that. Yeah, I've taken several years of Spanish, but I just don't speak it frequently. I mean, I've been out of school now for six years, so I just don't speak it on a regular basis. If you just don't speak it, you lose it. So I remember enough from my time in school to kind of piece it together, but I can't speak it fluently. I never got to a fluent level anyway, but I'm especially rusty now. Oh, I'm conversational. I can actually, uh, I used to be able to talk crap about my dad right in front of him with some of my friends, you know. <laughs> It was it was messed up. And looking back, I know I shouldn't have done it. Um, yeah, I can I can go on and on about my naivety in my younger days from working as a bag boy at a grocery store, and yeah. my and and I was always trying to talk to the the cashier who was my boss in Spanish, and she was Hispanic, and she would tell me to speak English. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> that's kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, there is actually, and there is one question that uh, might, uh, I haven't really seen it addressed either. Mm -hmm. um, if, um, and I assume it's all coming from the Democrat side, they come, they defend illegal immigration because they say it keeps the costs low and all of that. But yet there's also a push for $15 an hour and the two don't go, don't seem to collaborate well. Yeah, I haven't thought about that combination that much because that is interesting. I mean, one of the reasons that uh, immigra the immigration is so out of control is that is because they can find work when they get here and they can find work when they get here because we have structured a system in which businesses can hire them for pay that is much below what they would pay an American worker. So it does seem contradictory to your point that you could have these two things simultaneously. It, it seems like each of those would make the problems associated with the other worse. Uh, a $15 minimum wage would would exacerbate this uh, immigration problem because if you can get away with hiring an illegal, you're certainly going to bring them in instead of paying a, a U.S. worker $15. And then, of course, um, I, don't, I mean, if I guess it would, it would it, to the extent that there's demand there as well, it's going to pull in more people uh, across the border. So that is interesting. I, I, I have not thought about those problems or those two issues in combination like that, but it does seem contradictory to kind of hold those two together because one makes the other worse. <laughs> I mean, you can argue that. I've, um, I, it's hard for me to find anybody to, I, I only got into one heated discussion on Facebook about it and I'm not a confrontational person, but yeah. I think I ended up winning the argument because, uh, um, uh, I, I talked to my boss about it and, uh, and he, he likes his Latinas, let's just say. And, uh, <laughs> he has a, uh, uh, he, you know, and a lot of people down here, they, you know, they go to Mexico every now and then for a vacation or for, you know, cheaper goods or whatnot. Yeah. And they, they, they have, they like the country, but um, they, they all say that the policies in Mexico are just really, they, it's just gotten so bad. Yeah. And it's like with the cartels and the corruption in its own government and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And my boss says, he he thinks the best suggest the best idea is to is that the people in Mexico need to rise up and overthrow their government, kind of like what's happened here in America with with the election of Trump. They need uh, they need Senor Trump, whatever his name might be. Too bad they're trying to legalize memes down there. <laughs> All right. Well, since Kestrel's ready to chime in, uh, I'll probably let you go with that one, uh, Mr. Steven. But um, I appreciate your patience. 
And I hope that we'll be able to speak again, my man. I hope this whole video is um, later available on podcast. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll put it on the podcast platforms as soon as we're done here. So anywhere you can listen to it, it will be up. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Have a good night. Oh, what, what is going well, on? I'm going to, I'm going to, well, we finally, oh, sorry. sorry, real quick. I'm going to unmute Mark just cause I had Mark muted cause I was getting some feedback on his end. So, um, Mark, if you wanted, to, I, I didn't know if you had any thoughts you wanted to say, but I'll probably have to, to let you go on that note, but I do appreciate, uh, your calling in oh, yeah. and, and your support for the show and all that. Hopefully we'll speak again soon. All right. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks man. Uh, Kestrel. Okay. What's up, man? Well, how did it feel that we just memed a man into the White House? I can't. I don't want to say I can't believe it because I was feeling optimistic, but my God, the, the those Pepe's are strong, man. <laughs> like the force of social media, the force. Isn't it great that, as Milo would say, like mischief and dissidence, but just laughter and like having fun and making fun of people in kind of just a, I don't think it was bullying. I don't think it was rude, but just kind of a, like a, fun poking, it feels like an way. animal is just lifted off of our shoulders it's just awesome it's awesome that fun wins and that the people who lost are bitter and they can't make jokes and they're mad about everything and they're sad about they're everything stuck in the and salt they're, mines and they're unable to laugh about anything including themselves and it just it sucks for them but you know what they're the ones who dug this grave so whatever deal with it yeah there's such stick in the muds uh Oh man, you should see how Tumblr is blowing up. Every <laughs> you don't go you on Tumblr. Who the hell goes on Tumblr? Or hey, are you just that, going on there to see been, the scene? Hey man, you wouldn't believe this, but there are some real, real conservative folks in Tumblr, and they're really? both the only ones that are keeping keeping that site, you know, alive for me. That's surprising. Maybe I have a skewed perception. I, I admittedly don't go on there. Well, I just thought it was it for feminists. Mo- it is mostly It is mostly yeah. lip. It's mostly libtards that roam around there but you find like fedex and uh, liberty bill and red blood america there's yeah. some there's some really good guys uh, around there but yeah you should you can't imagine this like there's just every, it looks like everyone's going in suicide watch down down in tumberland yeah. well it's so funny you reap what you sow <clears throat> they uh I mean, the, uh, the, the situation they're in is in large part, if not exclusively due to their own actions. So I, I don't feel too bad for them, to be honest. And uh, you were talking with uh, Steve about uh, the whole Hispanic population down mm-hmm. here. Now, I'm an interesting case. Um, I'm, my family is actually Cuban. They mm-hmm. most, most like uh, my father uh, isn't a refugee. Uh, you know, he came. He came down to America. He came up to America during the during 1970, if I'm if I'm correct, okay. to escape from you know the communist regi- regime in Ch- uh, in Cuba. Yeah, and I can tell you, for, I can tell you this: there is a huge uh, cultural. There's a huge dissonance in culture, and at least here in in uh, Dade, in Miami Dade. Yeah, uh, where where I live. You can't go a block without without not knowing Spanish. Like hmm. it, the 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 population is so dense that it is literally it literally has become a demand a demand to speak Spanish down here. Now, of course, everything is in everything is in English, of course. Yeah. But uh, 
Oh, man, if you go down here, like my friend from Oklahoma came down here from Oklahoma and then to Atlanta, and the culture shock was <laughs> surprised him because when he went to from Oklahoma to Atlanta, he saw a majority, you know, a majority of black people working in the airports. But yeah, when he yeah. stepped in, when he stepped out of the plane into Miami International Airport, the first thing, uh, the first thing he just heard was. <laughs> So there's a there's I do I do like every actually this is very weird despite us being you know labeled Hispanic most Cubans are Republicans based yeah. solely on the fact that they don't they, you know they just came from Cuba from a communist state and yeah we don't you know, we don't like lefties we don't like leftist ideology and so we tend to, we tend to vote Republican based on that. Now, most children that are uh, born you know, as a third generation or a second generation sometimes become Democrats because it's just either their parents doesn't, don't inform them, uh, don't, don't inform them of what, ha what happened in their uh, home country. But uh, in most cases, uh, Cubans are Republicans, although that's starting to shift now because a lot of older Cubans are dying off. Like, you know, yeah, my yeah. dad is like my dad is currently seventy five, mm -hmm. and I, my grandparents are their my grandpa's in her in his eighties, and my grandmother is in her seventies. So most of the Republicans, you know, Cuban Republicans, are dying off, and it's kind of showing in this election because when I saw the floor, like when I was looking at the electoral map for Florida, I saw that Dade is still very blue, which mm, doesn't. Well so what what me. percentage do Cubans represent? You said it's densely pop. You can't. You said it's earlier you can't walk like a block in without my, speaking in Spanish. My town, but in my township, it's ninety three percent is uh, Cuban or Hispanic. Oh wow! I didn't know it was that high. What what is oh, that yeah. in terms of representation of the? What is it like? Say citywide or countywide though? I would say that it might it might be like fifty fifty. Like it might okay. be like half like half that, hispanic really and, then the, and then the 50% it could be a mix of white and blacks and so if that's true i mean it is it is surprising then that hillary and, and do you, so has dade county or so it's miami county and dade county or is it just dade well county? Miami, like, it's miami dade county okay so has that do, do you remember did that go romney in 2012 has that voted republican in the past i, I don't know i don't know how uh, what the results unfortunately are. i don't i don't really remember because but because uh, I was a bit too young to be interested in the elections when, when yeah. uh, Romney went, uh, was being elected. Although I do remember my parents voting for Romney. That's, hmm. all I can, I, that's all I can say. It's just anecdotal evidence. Yeah. But it's very uh, interesting. Yeah, the changing demographics. I mean, I see people posting all over. Of all the insufferable things I see on Facebook right now that I can't stand, that I hate, Tons of my friends posting this dumb thing like this won't be forever. Look how the young people voted. And of course, the map is majority blue if the young people voted. Yeah, but guess what? Political opinions change over time. These people aren't going to be voting the same way in 20, 30, 40 years. That's just the way these things go. Of course, young people are going to vote left. That is the way that it's been forever. It's the way it's always going to be now. Your, your demographic change is interesting because you've had even young people previously who, who weren't voting Democrat. That is interesting. That's a real shift. The stuff that I see people talking about is not a real shift. That's the way that it always is. There's no reason to believe that in the year 2050, this entire country is going to vote in yeah, communism <laughs> or whatever, you know? yeah actually it's, it's kind of funny happen. because i think the reason why 
probably Dade County start, uh, voted blue this year is probably because since Spanish, you know, since, you know, Cuban people and the rest of the South American and, and Central American and Mexican people that move, that move here uh, probably don't speak English and don't understand mm -hmm. English. They, uh, you know, most of them are probably, you know, at the age of, you know, our adult age and it's hard for them to speak in English. And even though, you know, some people who try it don't, you know, don't tend to speak very well, but they do so anyway. Yeah. I think it's probably because like it became blue because, uh, most of the, all, most of the news sites here in America that are in Spanish, like Univision and, uh, CNN, of yeah. course, uh, they, they skew left. And I guess people are just people who are not, don't really know into politics or not really into politics. Just, you know, blindly follow that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting to think about, man. I'm going to have to let you go because my Coors lights are running through me and I got to pee soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I appreciate your patience and um, I appreciate your thoughts and I, I hope we'll be able to connect again soon. Cool. I'll see you later. Have a good night. You too. Okay. Lala Lena, you're in if you're good to go. Unstoppable, you're still up for last word if you're still here. So thanks for hanging on. And then I saw Crypto Tech or Cryptech was in here. So Cryptech or Lala Lena, you guys are up if you're ready to go. Can you hear me all right? I can. You're a little soft, but I can hear you. Oh, sorry. No, you're good now. A little bit of a long day. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Uh talking with Jay Fry last night, just kind of watching um New Hampshire. It was I thought it was kind of adorable for a while because it was super red for a while. Yeah. It's like, oh look at little New Hampshire and all that blue. It wants to make America great again all by itself. Yeah. That tiny little state <laughs> up there. And it did did it ultimately go Hillary, I think, today? Is that was that the final word or is it still up in the air? Um, I think it did. It was like one hundred to 200 vote difference yeah so yeah who knows oh, poor new hampshire they could have decided so much but they resume irrelevance sorry new hampshire people <laughs> this coming from a montana and we have less electoral votes by the way new hampshire has four we have a mere three that's why i like to brag that i run i won this uh state uh for trump individually <laughs> i did it myself congratulations to you yeah, i didn't I, even I um, hard. get to vote this time no. I messed what, up. what state do you live in? Well, I live in um I live in Utah, and I think we skewed uh, McMuffin Trump, Land. But uh, no, it's called Shitty Beer and Mormons Everywhere Land. Do you know what? Guess what our percentage of beer is here? Oh, I've heard that it's really weak, right? It's like two percent alcohol by volume or something. Yeah, around there, it's like three yeah. percent. Yeah. I had a friend that lives in California. And he was driving truck for a while. And I was like, hey, dude, can you do me a favor? He's like, yeah, what? I was like, can you give me some beer? He's like, oh, yeah, you live in Utah. I'm so sorry, hon. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Is take it not pity legal to sell? I, I, I've spent very little time in Utah. Is it that you can't get normal beer there? Or is it just that there's a market for this weak beer? Um, I'm not entirely sure about the laws. I know that there's no um, there's no wine and stuff in grocery stores, just beer. It threw my sister off. She's like, where the fuck is the wine? I was like, sorry, I gotta go to the liquor store. Right? Like, I, can, I can go buy hard alcohol, can't I? Or is that not a thing? Oh, it is a thing. Um, you can okay. go buy hard alcohol. There's just state liquor stores are kind of a little bit fewer and far in between hmm. than other states. Because I used to live in uh, Washington in the Vancouver area and ah. lots of them there and not whole bunch here 
and compounded are you living in like the salt lake area or where in utah oh hell yeah the salt lake area hey and if you're like ever in salt lake um i'll take you to this bar called piper down it's Sweet. the best place ever I, um i would like to spend some time there i'd like to go snowboarding in utah and i have not done that and that'd be a good trip to i've do. heard however I got to figure out how to make a living in the meantime. And you know what? Not doing so hot in that department. So I got some work to do. Uh, but maybe one day when I'm, when I'm a little more established here, I can afford a vacation. We'll see. But that would be on the list. That would be a potential place. <laughs> yeah, apparently we have the greatest snow on earth, according to the license plates. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Although I would, well, I haven't been there, so I can't say it's wrong. But um I have a soft spot, a place in my heart for Montana. I don't think I'll ever leave. Uh, but, you know, we're not actually too far apart. We're about uh, 400, 400 miles or something like that, which I know to some people sounds like a long ways, but by Western standards, that's not terribly far. Oh, no. Yeah, I think it's always funny. You hear about other countries. It's like, yeah, I missed my exit and I ended up in Norway. It's like, yeah, I missed my exit and I'm still in the same state. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, any, yep. any questions or thoughts on your mind before, as I was saying, before I got you in, I don't oh, mean, no. to, be, I don't just, mean um, to be quick. I'm just like, my bladder's at its limit. <laughs> oh no, That's, you yeah. go, you go right on ahead. So, you have uh, a good night. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for your patience. And I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll speak soon either here on the show or on Twitter, uh, in the meantime. Hopefully. Good Thanks night. Thanks a lot. Uh, okay. So Cryptek, I'm going to pull you in once more. I know it looks like you're still Cryptek. Are you able to speak? Got this shit. Whoa, whoa. Okay. I got you loud and clear. Let me turn you down a little bit. You surprised me. All right. What's up? You're going to get the penultimate word tonight and then we'll go to unstoppable who gets final word. All right. Perfect. I had a couple of questions just because I've bounced this idea a lot around and it doesn't really have much to do with the election. Okay. Um, so in my specific question, I've I've been bouncing around this idea, and I'm for, I'm sure you've heard of this buzzword called uh, the 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 idea of sovereign citizenship, right? Hmm. Uh, the, I'm not familiar with what that means, but I can kind of guess. It's 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 a bogus term to label a certain t- group of people who basically don't like government. It's kind I mean, of it like sounds liber- like anarchist, yeah. Yes, yeah, basically, okay. it, it's a contradictory in ter- contradiction in term, but it's a uh, it's it's the word buzzword that usually encapsulate the idea. Um, I guess libertarian would be a better way of looking at it. Okay, so for what I was wondering is I, I've been wanting to have somebody who's a little bit more um, able, so to speak, to kind of kind of give me the opposite spectrum of this idea that okay. um, traffic citations are are wrong on their face. Um, now, because of your your background, I generally generally understand that you kind of have the, you, you're kind of still like not completely against the government, but you you understand their place more or less. Yeah. And I, I kind of despise their role in a very general sense. Not not everybody, you know, obviously there's certain things that need to be handled in a specific way. But I but with the certain things that I've looked into and stuff like that, um, they, it seems like, you know, in the Constitution, it's written, you know, with the uh, the idea of basically you're, you're innocent until proven guilty. And that this whole concept of giving people pre-penalizing um you know, uh, traffic citations or not even traffic citations in particular, but basically giving them a fine before they've done any actual, before they've done anything wrong or, or attempted to do something wrong. The idea of, you know, of, uh, well, you can't be fined before you've done anything wrong. I, I don't understand what you mean by that. 
okay, so basically they, they make the the idea of speeding as being something as being wrong without oh, having. So you're any, saying because you haven't crashed like into somebody yeah, or harmed anyone, basically. Yeah, it, or or on the fact that um is that or that you haven't done it and at all, like basically the idea that you're you know you're going say it's the idea of keeping up with you know other people on the road. Everybody's going say twenty over. It's a long stretch, and you're all kind of keeping pace with each other. Um, and everybody's speeding, but then the, you know, a cop pulls you over for speeding and it's like, okay, well, you're obviously not damaging anybody else's property. You're obviously weren't in the potential to damage anybody else's property. So the pre-penalizing fine that, uh, and I've heard a lot of people argue the fact that, well, obviously speeding is a bad thing in general, which I, I don't truly understand. Now, the reason why this becomes an interesting question is that in the, the ninth, I believe it's the ninth amendment and the constitution, um, it's you know it says that this doesn't you know that none of the enumerated uh, rights uh, preclude or uh, remove the ability for the people to cling to other rights not enumerated within. So essentially giving us the ability to list out what we believe we have the right to. And in a personal perspective, as well as what I believe would be a very, I, I feel like a very common one would be the idea of the right to be able to transport yourself from place to place in a vehicle of your choosing. Without having, you know, um, without without having basically, because obviously, if you're like a, a company driver, you can't just do whatever you want because you're you're being paid by a company to do what they want. You know, the idea that the well, police, yeah, yeah, but that's a private well, arrangement, not a government arrangement. Exactly. So, so the idea, of course, being that, um, and, and the, uh, this is probably not something you've you've really. I mean, I would assume haven't really majorly dived into, but the, <laughs> the I've not put a lot of thought into this hypothetical. No. Yeah, no, no, but but as far but, as so I, if I, I start, say, well, I will say this about it. It is interesting because not maybe not precisely, but it does get at the fundamental question of what is the role of government. And my big beef with like with hardcore purist libertarians is there's got to be the people who are essentially anarchists, but there's got to be some role if if only like common defense. Let's say like common defense internationally at least. Do we grant that role for government? If we grant that role, I mean there there might be some sort of role in the government for common safety which the 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 regulation for uh, speeding might fit into. Here here's where it gets a little more interesting and I don't know that I have a firm position on these things. I haven't thought about it like you said in depth. But it gets a little more interesting too is um I mean this this was something historically that we thought of maybe you don't have an individual right to speed at whatever uh whatever speed you want but but we've historically thought about this as a state question at least like at least the sovereign states would have the authority to make those decisions as opposed to the federal government my state back in the day used to not have a speeding limit uh, speed limit it used to be reasonable and prudent in the judgment of the police officers in the courts of law, which is kind of interesting. That was before I was a licensed driver. But in Montana, you know, clear weather, interstate, straight shot across the big state, you could drive pretty damn fast and, and uh, be fine with that. And that's because of uh, state sovereignty. Now, the federal government kind of meddled in that and said, if you want federal funding for your highways, we're not going to do this no speed limit business. And so it's not like the federal government regulated it, but they kind of stuck their nose into the business such that they twisted the state's arm such that the state would comply. Yeah. Um, and and so that's another, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know that I just have a well thought out answer on this because for one, I've been going for two and a half hours and, <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's, no, it's an interesting question to think about. I mean, do you, so are you of the opinion that, that speed limits are, outside the government's role is that is that the position that you take 
I, I have the position that the government has the ability to provide a good guideline, kind of like a good set of good rules to go ahead and put down for, for people to, you know, but it's kind of the idea of you can you can supersede these rules by going slower or faster, but we give you the bare bone minimum of what, what we believe would be the most safe, you know, as far as in your own interest, if you were to follow these, these would be the best way yeah. of going about it. Um, another part is, of course, having that there's somebody other than a police officer, because the issue becomes is that I believe police officers are highly indoctrinated with the idea that they are boss. I think a lot of them are. I think, well, when they, and not, well, you not, know, not when they're not like, being indoctrinated to kill black people at insane rates, that's sorry. the se- the second part of their doctrine. No, I'm making a poor Black Lives Matter, <laughs> poor taste Black Lives Matter joke. Anyway, keep yeah, going, no, keep going. it's the it's um you know it's the the idea that of course I, I, a lot of think I believe a lot of police officers have the the concept if not even if not the um you know if it even if it's not put into action they have the concept that they um what they they kind of trumps the overall argument you know they are the police they they enforce the rules and the idea that anybody would kind of object to that thing for instance you know gun laws and stuff like that i think it's i think it's obscene the idea that you can cross a state line and become a criminal and of course there's a lot of things that i go into the idea of you know uh drugs being illegal and stuff like that of any kind if they're not you know hurting anybody else i feel like there has to be either an attempt at damaging somebody's uh you know property or either the attempt or you know basically like if you're if you're zooming in and out of traffic switching lanes you know really close to people and stuff like that you can see where that could become a where does negligence come into play in that philosophy though because certainly i mean as as our current legal structure exists negligence uh exists i mean just because i'm not trying to smash into your house I mean, people accidentally smash into houses with cars and there's an element of negligence there. They're certainly not trying to do it, but maybe you had too much to drink. Maybe you were going yeah, well, too fast well, for the then conditions. That, but then you, then, you, then you end up becoming, that, I mean, that, that, that once again, it crosses over. The idea, of course, in the beginning is that, that there's not this preemptive, um, you are driving to, you know, obviously if you're driving faster, your, your intent is wrong kind of a thing. You're, you know, yeah. what you're doing so, is so you, wrong. Yeah. I, I can see what you're saying. I, I mean, so you need a demonstration of real damage to find an element of criminality or to find a justified intervention on the part of the government. And I can, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can see so basically that. where they can go, it's kind of the idea of getting a warrant before you search somebody's property. Uh, yeah. Now I am a little bit little bit out there and i have i have no tags on my car and i do and i and i oh. and i drive i drive fairly <laughs> quickly on the road and stuff and i've been pulled over by police officers and i've talked to them in and a you much haven't been manner. put off the road yet that's surprising no, i have not and, and I what don't state is this if you're comfortable sharing colorado i'm very surprised by that i've only been pulled over twice but that was primarily because um my my car once again i, I drive a little bit fast but i've never really had a serious issue. I've talked to people about it or as far as the officers who have, have done it. Um, yeah. And a lot of the time when I talk to an officer, I get, uh, you know, they, they don't generally see me. I, I'm not, I'm not a hooligan. You know, I don't speed and drive past people on motorcycles or do anything yeah, you're, reckless. You're still just, walking the walk, man. You're not just talking the libertarian talk. You are walking the walk. You are yeah. driving the drive. That's quite impressive. You're not sitting around well, philosophizing. And, 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 you're living yeah, the life. <laughs> I mean, you are sitting around philosophizing, but you're, you're, yeah, you are act, you are actively testing these ideas. Well, that's really interesting, dude. And it's, it's, it's really interesting to think about. And I'm always open to these questions about what the fundamental role of government is, because that is, uh, that is an area in which my perspective is constantly evolving. And, and as my perspective has been challenged for the last year by questions like these and interesting thoughts, I am becoming more and more persuaded 
that really the problem we have is not necessarily uh, political, it's more cultural, and it's a cancerous lack of personal responsibility. And I think that would be something that's kind of in line with the things that you're saying, really. It's not, there are a lot of problems like the government role maybe shouldn't be doing, but can't fix anyway. And what we need is more personal responsibility. Let's get that sorted out culturally. Yeah. That's a difficult problem I think, problem I think to solve. that that's a, a very good point. I've made the argument before that, you know, that a lot of people are pushing on police as well. They want to push all the requirements, all the um, everything, all the everything on top of the police force or on top of, you know, the government to where they can all yell at the government instead of being responsible for their own, you know, Correct. like healthcare yeah. and stuff like that they make everybody have to deal with it to where everybody can get mad at somebody else yep. other than them exactly dude it's, it's part it. of that bad culture we've been cultivating of just fingers pointed everywhere outward but nobody looking inside nobody looking to themselves to answer some problems and, and i do believe that is very serious and that's part of the reason why i'm readily available to the libertarians i don't know how far down that rabbit hole i'm going to go but i expect that is the direction i will go provided gary johnson gets the hell out of the picture and we get somebody of more <laughs> yeah philosophical and the big, the big and, thing for me is yeah. that a lot of people see the government as being the sole issue and they should stop looking at them as being the only issue because a lot of the time it's the people who aren't giving them uh, – basically it's, a, it's the non-pushback. You know, hmm. People are just letting them kind of put them inside of this acoma, uh, acoma or, or coma state where they're, where they're not – they don't have to do anything. It's the, yeah. the idea of the Wally world. You know? Yeah, and, and you know, then you start answering – I mean we're going down real crazy rabbit holes here, and I'll have to let you go shortly here because that – I still got to be really bad, but uh, we start to arrive at the fundamental question of like, what is the distinction between a, a life that is entirely ruled and supported by the government and slavery, quite honest. And I don't mean that everyone's like, oh, it's not the same as historical slavery, but I just mean, you know, when you surrender so many freedoms and you surrender so much of your daily life and you're, you're so much of your personal responsibility, you start to enter a quasi enslaved life. And, um, I'm not saying we're there. Uh, I'm not saying that's anytime soon, but I'm saying there's a lot of uh, trajectory for some people in that direction. That's that's not a that's not a good direction necessarily. Anyway, I think I might have lost you. Lost you. <laughs> it's that time of the night where we're talking about uh, speeding, whether there should be speed limits and whether uh, speed limits are akin to slavery. That's uh, that's what we're talking about. But uh, unstoppable. Are you still here, my man? You got last word if you're here. I see you lighten up, so I'll give you a couple minutes if you're able to chime in. You are the king of patience if you lasted this long, because this is by far the longest stream, longest podcast, longest call-in show I have done in some time. I'd hate to move on. Can you hear me? Aha, you made it. You get last word. Good, good, good. good. But I got to okay, warn so... you, I got to pee like a gallon. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to make it fast. This election right. has gotten... Uh, to the point where we actually have all sorts of other news came out relatively in the same time period and everyone just mm -hmm. kind of blanked on it. Like, for example, we literally have an example of, of breaking the third law of physics with a new possible EM drive that, that popped up that NASA has uh, had their documents leaked. Essentially, I haven't even heard of this. Can you explain it really quick? Uh, it's essentially a bunch of microwaves, beams pointed towards one side from the other. And mm -hmm. it breaks Newton's third law of physics mostly because it um, doesn't actually now, see, have I'm anything. not a great physics mind. So can you explain to me Newton's yeah. third law of well, physics? Newton's third law of physics says that for every action, for every um, action, there needs to be an equal and opposite reaction. So if you have 
uh, a rocket, normal rocket, it'll be you know burning up fuel, popping out uh, propellant one way, and it'll be pushing it uh, 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 on the rocket in the other. This doesn't do that. It just pushes in one direction without the other, and it needs no hmm. propellant. Basically, okay. if you have a cruddy solar panel, like even like 5% of the sun's resources you could possibly pop from it, you can get a rocket. Not only that, it's faster. This stuff can possibly reach the speed, oh, near speed of light. So you can get to Mars in like 40 days. This is great years. news because I want intellectual refuge on Mars. This is yes. fantastic. This Not is the greatest news ever. Well, if Hillary cheaper. won, I'd be, I'd be wanting to expedite that process yeah, much it's quicker. cheaper, faster. It is still being really heavy, heavily scrutinized because a lot, it's like an internal death battle. If you thought yeah. the election was bad, imagine having a knife fight with physicists. It's just okay. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they're just slaughtering each other because, because some of them, I think that, you know, they, they can't stand the idea of the perception of reality that is Newton's third law of physics breaking in front of them. That's really, um, so that's really awesome. I, and I hadn't heard any news of this partly cause I'm not a, uh, yeah, a I mean, great physics mind also, person, but like, partly cause I've been distracted. I wonder, has it just not been reported or do people not care? Have you oh, just... it, the, the, the election has, has out, out over, overflown. It is just, okay. Yeah. The election has just is, taken everyone's mind. Is there any NASA like mainstream media coverage or anything, or is it just not? I mean, yeah, not, there's not some, reported? not so much i mean like there's some some science magazines yahoo news if you count okay. them as mainstream media anymore sure. yeah um i mean it's it's mostly just like a, oh by the way we figured out how to do space travel it really cheaply and really quickly and no one really cared because it was like trump or hillary who's gonna win Grr. yeah yeah and uh, well you know the day, there's not a big appetite for highly technical difficult to consume issues and i think that's evidenced <laughs> In the election itself, there is certainly within the community, like the people like you who are interested in that, but the general population, man, like we can't even, we talk about the complexity of the email issue and how it's difficult for people to get to latch onto that. And then we're just talking about emails and servers and stuff. And I find this stuff highly interesting. Don't get me wrong. I, I really yeah. do. Um, but I, 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 just, I often wonder how do we, how do we get people interested in very technical issues like you're describing? It's a talent, people who can explain these things in very simple terms. I think of people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I, you know, some people are mad at like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and Bill Nye for their political stances and stuff. But both of them yeah. do have a talent for, um, for explaining complex things in simple, consumable ways. And I do respect that. It takes a very intel intelligent person to be able to do it. Mm. Well, there just has to there just has to be certain pushes. There's certain sites like 3dprint.com that do all sorts of stuff and reporting on that. Um, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot of these people. Uh, you know, we just made gold out of atoms and and molecules with the 3D. They printer. can do that now. I thought that was called. Isn't that called alchemy? Yeah, you, that's no, a real called, thing. It's called it's called um, was it? Uh, it's called chemistry because because they're just basically bonding atoms. But what they do is I assume it's very expensive to do, right? Or else they'd just make a bunch of gold. It was announced today. Oh, literally. Okay. Like okay. Like today. I mean, so you got a whole it, batch of these things. I I, I do these come in every day. Yeah. I, I look at them every everything from the election to the fact to the to the, like the, the, the rupee stuff that are is there um, for this this chemist or this chemistry company or whoever's manufacturing this uh Technushi Universitat. Yeah, Wayne. can you invest in them? Can I invest in them? Is that a thing? Um, they, they seem to be a university. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so I should have, yeah. I should have yeah, put I that mean, together. It's that time look, of the night, dude. My mind is shot. Oh, I, I understand. I completely understand. <laughs> I, will finish, I will finish up. But the point is that, like, looking at the whole picture, it's not just about, like, it's not just about politics. It's also about 
okay, well, how are these politicians going to have run their logistics? How, is the, how are their solutions going to be economically viable? How are they going to be, they have to solve every part of the problem, but no one looks at that. Even the people yeah. who concentrate on the issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's just every step has to get solved and no one's, no one's even looking at the issues in general. It was always just, it was just about character assassination this time around. And it just screws people like me over who are just coming in. I'm not even able to vote yet. I was going to vote in this election if I had the ability. I'm, I'm a year off. Honestly. You're that young. So I'm 17. You, wow, man. You you kids and your science knowledge bombs, man. I always well, appreciate no, it when you guys. No, no, no. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. I'm a weirdo. I'm not like okay. who, who else is like, like oh my God, we made do gold. Like everyone's playing Call of Duty because it just came out in the next one. And I'm just sit, sitting here going no, like, oh, that gold. one sucks. You don't need to play that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I play video games too. I have a collection yeah, of like yeah. almost 400 of games. But no, but I, I, one of the things I've been talking about tonight is um is how damn proud I am of the audience that pays attention to this show and my channel and all that stuff. And I, yeah. I, you, you guys are super, super cool to be. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm proud nothing. to. Well, I'm, don't don't sell yourself short. Man. The fact that, that you have. I'm just I'm just someone trying to make trying to do my best to leave this world in a better state. <laughs> That's just oh, I, me. I thought you meant leave this world, as in go to Mars. No. That's what I thought you no. meant. And I was like, hey, dude, I'm, when you figure it out, I'm a Christian. And when it's, when it's affordable, I'll go with you because there's a lot of things about this planet <laughs> no. that I can't no. do anymore. No, no, man. I'm, I'm a Romanian, Byzantine, Catholic Christian. There's about 5,000 of us in this country, but, but we're a Christian branch and, and I'm a strong one. So, Wait, no, is no space, way is like space travel. Pro I'm, I'm not familiar. Why are those not compatible? Is it what's the, what's the space travel issue? with the religion it's mostly cost i mean literally i i ran the numbers my own numbers um uh -huh. and the cost to get from here to orbit is the largest cost let's put it this way it would be cheaper to get a probe from here to alpha centauri our closest neighboring star 20 light years away meaning it's the speed it would take light it was it's the time it would take 20 years to, for light to travel that distance and right. it would be cheaper to get from orbit to alpha centauri than to get from here to orbit that's oh. the big part. Wow. That's why that's why Elon Musk is so big. So, so once you're in space and there's it's it's because I don't know the yeah. physics of all this stuff. But once you're in space, it's easier to travel than it is to get so to our once, atmosphere. So this, this stuff basically. So basically, Elon Musk's bit is about um, you know his big thing is reusable rockets because the biggest cost in space travel is like a rocket. The mm -hmm. actual fuel is like what, 400,000 400, bucks, or it's cheap. It's cheap, cheap stuff. In comparison, uh, the rockets are like multi million, and then the payloads are multi million. So a rocket has a value of a multi-million dollar payload. They, they get reused and they get, they don't get reused normally. And so yeah. they go boom. But the reusability of it, you reuse it twice, you use it once, all of a sudden that cost gets split across two missions. You cut, you use up half that value two for a mission twice and then you're done. That means you cut the cost per mission in half. You do that 10 times, all of a sudden 90% gone. That is just to get into orbit. Getting the, the that combined with EM drive um, would mean that you can actually get to Mars in 40 days with, um, you'd be able to actually technically, it, I mean, this technology could go is, is infinite possibilities. You can get near hope, hopefully possibly near light speed with this short of something short of post, um, you know, faster than light travel. I don't think you're going to get anything, but you're going to get alternatives to this, but this technology could theoretically do that. I mean, with current rocketry stuff, technically, you can get to Mars in two years. Now it's 40 days. That's a oh, huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And You're blowing and my it's mind with gotten, the physics, dude. And I've, yeah. <laughs> I'm it's facing a physics crisis of my own. 
uh, and the physics crisis is bladder capacity. Okay, okay, I will. <laughs> so I will leave you now, and I'll I will have to let you go. But contact you in several a week from now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I love that there's a diversity of knowledge and a diversity of topics in this audience. And so obviously the election and politics are going to become old news or a smaller scale topic as this goes on. So definitely um, at, as uh, interesting topics like this come up and you want to talk about it, absolutely let me know. I, I find this stuff really interesting. And I ain't got the time in the day and, and I don't have the specialty science brain to figure this kind of stuff out. So I appreciate it. Genius, don't be erased. Wow, your audience does not like me. They just—they're just telling you to piss. They're really yeah. just telling you to go. Fine, yeah. well, I'm surprised anyone's still here. It's been—we're going on a three-hour show, and I, that's why I have to end it too. Because SoundCloud is three-hour limit. I can't upload it to SoundCloud when we're done. Okay. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And appreciate seriously, thanks. Uh, Thanks to everybody who stuck it through. If you're still watching, uh, my God, but that was one hell of a call in show. Um, we will be back. I'll, I'll be uploading tomorrow. I'll be talking about the election, you know, reaction to it and trying to slap some sense into these people who want to double down on this racist, sexist talk and all that crap. But that is the longest call in show. I think we got through everybody. Uh, that's the longest call in show I've ever done. So I'm really happy that we made it through and I'm happy to everybody who stuck through it. Uh, we'll have the podcast back on Sunday. Uh, Owen Schroyer is going to be back, the original white male. We're going to party uh, and celebrate the election like we normally do. That'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. I'll upload at least the one video in the meantime. And then, of course, we'll be back as usual Wednesday night for the call-in show. If you want to listen back to them, audio platforms of the show, iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Listen to them on demand. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. We'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.